0: Tired of hearing people saying, I don't know how to do do my job properly. And I think that's really mean. I remember being criticised. Just remind everybody how criticised I was. That's not acceptable. I hope everybody likes staying at home because we are going to go into lockdown forever. Nobody from New South Wales is going anywhere. We will have two million police officers standing at the corner of every street to monitor every single citizen. We're really watching very closely. I hope this really will be devastating. We don't like to be heavy-handed, but what we need to say today now is that if you leave home, we will give you a death sentence. Please know that you will be shot in the face and I hope it's playing. You are required to obey what we say, when we say it, and if you don't, you can prepare to die. I've said from the outset, I don't care about your life and the life of those around you. I don't really give a shit. Um, The government is now about to announce what we call the final solution. We are inspired by history and realise we can very easily, permanently get rid of anybody thinking illegal thoughts. We aim to have absolutely zero freedom. Follow the rules or else you'll never be seen again. If you think you can live freely under our very strict and harsh regime, I have news for you. If you even consider breaking the rules, I will personally stab you in the head and rip your guts out. We have 24 hours surveillance of every single person in the community. We want to cause anguish, hurt and suffering to as many citizens as possible. Every day at 11 o'clock, every citizen in this state must listen to me. This is the Fourth Reich and I will make sure that I never ever, ever,
1: Give up power to the day I die. History without precedent. A war for the world. And we, you and I, are on the front line. Every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. Every day. Be calm. Be united. Be brave. And be good. remember their names and who they are. Remember what they did and what they did not do We have been deceived by those whom we trust in. Slowly, the truth has been revealed by the tireless efforts of a few, and this has been a most difficult task. No matter how many they send against us, they cannot defeat 25 million Australians who stand together as one. Be brave. Some of us might be hurt, and some of us might die. We must win this war with such moral authority that we are able to win the peace that follows. The guilty will be punished. We, the common people of Australia, are and have always been so much more than the elites. We are better than they are. We fight not because we hate what is in front of us, but because we love what
2: is behind us. All right, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us here this Wednesday, Odin's Day. As it were, a bit, late in, uh, l- bit latent gay, gayness here today, but what are you going to do? Uh, thank you for joining us, wherever you're joining us from. We're going out on a number of places today, wherever you're tuning in. Good to see you. Uh, we are going out live on Rumble today as well. So if you want to check that out, it's uh, rumble.com forward slash channel, I think it is. Or is it user? Uh, forward slash Red Ice TV. We have the link up on our Telegram and Twitter and stuff like that directly to the live page there on Rumble. So we're trying that out. Another option. I uh, am still going to figure out the Telegram stuff so we can go live on Telegram too. But, uh, you know, one, one thing at a time here. Uh, one thing at a time. All right. Big show today. A lot of things to go through. So I guess we should just kind of dive into it. If you do want to join us today and support the show, enterprisestream.live slash TV, That's a great way. Uh, We'd read your super chats on the air here. We also have Cointree up and running. Uh, I did see a Dash uh, donor over there the other day. I forget when that's from. None of are anonymous. was uh, so like, great to see you accepting Dash donations on Cointree. Uh, we certainly do. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, I think I missed that. It was maybe last Friday that came in or something like that. Uh, what else do we have? Odyssey. Odyssey.com slash at Red Ice TV. You can join us over there, too. Uh, and we'll see if the... I, I did actually link up the USD thing over there. So we'll see if that works or not. It's through Stripe, and of course, we've been uh, banned by them, so I'm not sure if it, if it works or if it will hold. Uh, I did that earlier today, so we'll see uh, if, if, that, if that even works. Uh, but yeah, so that's it. Uh, otherwise, we do have to kind of uh, dive into it here, I think, because we have a lot to go through uh, today. Um, let's begin with this. Another white supremacist attack, of course. We know uh, <clears throat> how high up on the list uh, those are. You know, we're we've, we've uh, being told daily almost uh, that uh, the biggest problem is uh, specifically white men, but you know, white people in general, uh, radicalized, as uh, Don Lemon said, on the right. Uh, so here we have another shooting, here, a Texas high school shooting. Suspect who injured four in Arlington in police custody after manhunt. Uh, and as you can see here, uh, Timothy George Simpkins, 18, was arrested on three counts of uh, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, another white supremacist, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, caught, but you know you, you you can bet your ass that these are the kinds of things that will not be added onto uh, the statistics, right? when it comes to uh, monitoring dangerous individuals and which group is the most dangerous one? Uh, and all that kind of good stuff. Um, okay, so glad he was caught at least. I was trying to find the New York Post source for this, but I wanted to link it up uh, real quick. No, no big, you know, no big. Uh, what do you call? It? No biggie. No, no big surprise. I guess uh, is the right term here. U.S. federal government is search, uh, secretly ordering Google and other search engines. I would love to know which other specifically search engines that is uh, to track and provide data on anyone who searches certain terms through keyword warrants. Uh, and I was actually looking for the uh, source at the New York Post, but. Um, I don't think I, I, I looked. Lo, I didn't look long enough, but uh, interesting. Not surprised at all, of course. This uh, close uh, TV says, "Don't use Google." That's, uh, that's that's step number one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, do not use Google. Uh, I do not even recommend DuckDuckGo. It's not good at all. It's the same bullshit there. Uh, Swiss cows, pretty good, pretty decent. Swisscows.com. Uh, out of switzerland uh good stuff really uh really really good free speech i think uh you know or more more a- more, more uh, accurate search results right if you actually search for a term i can you know do specific terms that i know specifically was on our, on our website uh swiss cows actually gives you that versus um uh, you know google who doesn't basically uh sonata for violin jones is over on entropy stream says henrik that intro was badass uh, yeah, we played a couple of different one, different clips there, but one was, uh, I think that's the, is it the Australian Freedom Party, Independence Party, what, what are they called again? Is one of the guys there, if that's the the last clip we, uh, we play there. The uh, one prior, of course, is uh, uh, Glad- Gladys, what's her first name again? So she ended up resigning, right? She ended up uh, jumping ship. Uh down in uh New South Wales there. Where where is it again? Uh Gladys Burke, Buri I can never pronounce I think she's like Albanian or Armenian or something like that. Um that's a fun clip uh, from uh, Remix Matrix. But anyway, thank you, Sonata. Good to see you, man. Uh, thank you for joining us. Okay. <clears throat> so why don't we uh <clears> there's <throat> an important story for you guys here. You'll you'll enjoy this, uh I think. <laughs> Sarah Silverman says yeah, Hollywood has a Jew face problem. But there's so, this. Uh... Okay, let me. We'll do this. We'll do this one thing at a time here. They have a little uh, segment here on um, what is it? Page six, I think. That's like a subsidiary to New York Post of uh, one of her podcasts here, where she's claiming. Uh, I guess they're. She's upset because they are. <clears throat> yeah, and check this out. They're replacing Jews in roles that should be played by Jews. Uh, Sarah Silverman says, interesting, uh, pretty pretty hot take here. Let's uh, listen, see what she uh, said about this here.
3: But there's this uh, long tradition of non-Jews playing Jews, and not just playing people who happen to be Jewish, but uh, people whose Jewishness is their whole being.
2: <laughs> and then they play some dumb game music in between. Uh, but uh, the, the, hang on, there's more coming here. Ooh, uh, We'll just mute this music here. It goes, uh, Anyway, some episode One here she did Thursday maybe. Here we go.
3: For instance, that a Gentile playing Joan Rivers correctly would be doing what is actually called Jew face.
2: The comedian referenced Kathy Catherine Hahn, Catholic-raced actress who were portraying the late Joan Rivers. She was, an was intern- upset about that.
3: The importance of representation is seen as so essential and so front and center. Why does ours constantly get breached, even today, in the thick of it?
2: Silverman also expressed her belief that there is a female Jewish character who is courageous or deserves love. She's never played by a Jew. Uh, Okay, interesting. Uh, Let me scroll down here. Listen to this.
3: Catherine Hahn has been cast... um, in this limited series of uh, about the life of Joan Rivers and uh, Catherine Hahn is, is, cast to play Joan Rivers. And look, Catherine Hahn did absolutely nothing wrong. She's a brilliant actor and she's going to be amazing. She'll be great as Joan and singularly, I have zero problem with it.
2: Oh, of course. No, no.
3: But there's this uh, long tradition of Mm -hmm. non-Jews playing Mm -hmm. Jews, and not just playing people who happen to be Jewish, but uh, people whose Jewishness is their whole being. One could argue, for instance, that a Gentile playing Joan Rivers correctly would be doing what is actually called Jew face. Jew
2: face. (laughs) Oy (laughs) face, sorry. right. Jew feel face good
3: to say, face. Uh, is defined as when a non-jew portrays a jew with
2: oh i thought it was uh, i thought it was uh, okay all right, all right okay no my bad the
3: jewishness front and center um often with makeup or changing of features big fake nose <laughs> all the new yorky or, or yiddish yeah because
2: and, yeah that that's very common um Whenever there's a European playing a Jewish role, they put a big nose on uh, on them. That's very common, I think. Uh, especially, like, uh, like um, think about Superman. Isn't that one of the most Jewish roles ever, right? Uh, I mean, it's a cartoon, right? But still. Um, but there's a couple of other like, classic ones where, like, they wheel in, like, <laughs> like Brad Pitt. There's a, you know what I mean? There's, like, roles like that. Uh, where it's like, are they... What are they doing this for? I would be totally okay with it. I, I, I guess I'm on her side here. I, I would be completely okay if Jews played Jewish roles. So that's, I'm, I'm I'm fine with that. Let's, uh, let's keep going here.
3: Reflection. And in a time when the importance of representation is seen as so essential and so front and center.
2: Remember that uh, about the representation. We'll return to that.
3: Why does ours constantly get breached, even today, in the thick of it? Because as David Bedil points out, Jews don't count.
2: Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, uh, it's a, a terribly uh, oppressed uh, ethnic group uh, and relig- ethnic re- slash religious group in our times. Uh, <clears throat> definitely. Jews don't count. There you have it, folks.
3: What do you hear all the time? Jews run Hollywood. Jews are rich. <laughs> Jews are powerful.
2: Well, prove uh, prove me wrong.
3: Are just a few examples of perpetuated anti-Semitic tropes that render. No,
2: no, no, absolutely not. Look at the books like uh, what was it? The um, Jews in the night, uh, the nineteenth century, or the the, the the how the Jews. What was the classic? There's a classic book, right? I, I mean, one is of course uh, Hollywoodism. Uh, by Neil Gabler, we've talked about him many times. Just openly talking about how Jewish Hollywood is. It's not a, it's not a secret. It's okay when they say it, you can't say it because then you're anti-Semitic and then you're a Jew hater, apparently. But, uh, but, but they can say it and celebrate it. Uh, what is that book called? Maybe Chat knows. It was the, the Jewish Century or something like that, right? They're like, a, you know, it was like praising and oh my God, look at all these great things, right? Uh, but as someone in chat two pointed out here, she's. <laughs> She's actually done like blackface. She's one to talk, right? Uh, I haven't—I I have actually not seen this clip. Let's see if there's any clips from the show here. Let, let's let's see if, or if it's just a, a a case of, you know, oh, she did nothing wrong. We'll see here. Oh, uh, good
4: evening. You're Australian. You dig what no, I'm
2: saying? Okay. The, uh, sorry. Comedy's history of using blackface. Do, do they even have silverman in here? You get the idea. Point that's uh, point though is, I don't think they have silverman in here. Uh, she's actually played uh, those kinds of and wasn't the first. Oh, there she was, right there. Look at that. Uh, the first guy who also played um, blackface, by the way, was uh, a Jewish guy. Let, let me see if they nearly 200 years
3: ago, white performers began painting their faces to mock slaves.
0: Traditionally, blackface instances that have been discussed in the media, black people were portrayed as being lazy or not as intelligent. And so that's why those particular representations were negative.
3: Many other comedians, including Ted Danson and Sarah Silverman, caught heat when they appeared in Blackface. I look like the beautiful Queen Latifah. And some of those forgotten cases are being researched.
2: There we go. So that's for Al Jolson. That's right. Thank you, Appalachian American. That's right. Al Jolson, right? The first guy who actually like became, like, this is the reason why white people are bad and they're portraying us. And he was Jewish, right? So actually, the blackface thing is actually a Jewish thing. So I guess Jew face is something coming back around. But... Um, and I, I didn't mean to get stuck on this on, on her here too, showing like all the blackface things that she's done. Here's another one, I think, b- bottom there. Um, but I wanted to focus on, you know, she is upset that like Jews are replaced in, in you know, roles played by Jews and stuff. Um, and it's like, OK, all right. Um, that's that's, you know, that, that's OK. <clears throat> but what about what about all the white people that are, are replaced? Uh, in in movies constantly, right? Uh, and we, we can extend that. We'll we we'll, we we'll get it. We'll go. I'll I'll up her. I'll uh, see her. Um, I'll see her entertainment complaint, uh, and I'll raise her one uh, like real life scenario here too. But here, just a couple of example here, right? Just a couple of examples here uh, of how much white people are being replaced. It's almost like, to use her word, it's almost like white people don't count. Even uh, even our uh, uh, even our beauty contestants, right? Are not even represented by our own people anymore. Miss Finland, Miss England, Miss Ireland, we showed recently too, right? Uh, is is that something we can be uh, upset about? Is that is that something <laughs> we can we can complain on? Is that uh, what if you what if you start replacing people in in real life? Is that oh is that are we merited to be angry about that? What if we talk about SBLC's Mark Potok? And his office there where he's mapping and tracking the decline of white people over time why because of course he's very excited about this this is great you guys remember that we've shown this many times but it's 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 worth repeating right it's it's worth to show you uh, once again and online that this is we're being replaced in real life we're not just being replaced in in movie roles we're being replaced in real life the actual people are being replaced right so we've shown this many times here's a clip look at this our ireland Look at this. It's a new island. It is though. It is the new island. It's the new island of uh, new, different diversities, multicultural people: Filipinos, Spanish, Africans, mixed people. I I met I met I met a girl I met a girl the other day and I was like, where are you from? She goes, my man from China and my dad is from Africa. I'm like, whoa! Ireland is unique now. We 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 Ireland is unique because I can imagine in 10 years' time. There's going to be Barack Obama's walking around, Beyonce's and all oh, different, different sorts. mixture of people. So, the whites are going extinct here now, so we are, we're taking over. <laughs> <clears throat> there you go. Listen, you are. But that's fine, right? That's not a problem. <clears throat> oh, they're replacing us in movie parts now, Sarah, Sarah Silverman says, right? Uh, but being replaced in real life, that's okay. That's, that's not a problem though, but, uh, but, but wait. Uh, there's more. So it, it, despite the fact that it's important about representation, in a time where we, it's more important than ever, why are why are we not allowed to be represented? We're not even allowed to be represented in our own countries, much less, much less movie roles or, or, or part. I don't care about that. That's fine. I don't care about it. Uh, but here's some more, just some clips to remind you guys.
0: Ideas like The Great Replacement, which is the perfect marriage, really, between... Islamophobic racism, anti Semitism, and white nationalism, because mm-hmm. the theory goes that there is a sort of Zionist conspiracy to breed out mm-hmm. white people. The white British population has decreased by 600,000, while the minority population has increased by 1.2 million. So, yes, lads, we're winning.
2: So, there you go. So, it's okay when they say it. Here's more. Let me ask the representative from uh, the um ADL first of all
0: Yes, the core ideology of white nationalists, which is a euphemism for white supremacists There are different types, but the core ideology is the belief in the imminent extinction of the white race Because of a flood of non-white people Mm -hmm. and other people that they feel are degenerate all orchestrated (laughs) Puppeteered by Jews all orchestrated Puppeteered by Jews
2: Mm Some uh, choice screenshots for you guys here, remember this? That's not a problem. Here's uh, here's some more for you too. We can uh, we'll, we'll just uh, we'll make a a, a, super, a super cut segment here out of this. Here's more. White
5: supremacist theory that Jews are driving for quote open borders to replace to commit white genocide as they call it to replace America as it looks today with Muslims and Mexicans and other people.
6: Jews are the ones who want to welcome refugees because it's a conspiracy. And the truth is that, yes, there are Jews in Pittsburgh who are working to resettle refugees. That is true.
7: White <laughs> Americans who feel that it's, they're losing their country, they're losing ownership of, of the country, and they're right. I mean, we are becoming more diverse, more multicultural. And they
2: are, in the end, they're, they, they, become, they're, they, they are not the future.
7: In the end, the, the power they still have will go away. That we're witnessing the end of white America as we know it. The question is how long and how expensive will the funeral be. Brown people and black people and Muslims and immigrants are coming to replace our white civilization and the 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 Jews job is basically to pass as a white person but in fact do the bidding of these people that so we So there
2: meet. are many people who are Biologically and uh, even halachically Jewish, that is to say they are Jewish, they brainwashed people to
8: subscribe to the notion that most desirable utopian reality that could be hoped for in human affairs would be a complete
2: uh, admixture of the nations, of the ethnic groups and of the cultures.
1: It's a kind of utopia, just the fact that the whole world will mix up with each
2: other that in, I don't know, 70, 80 years... There but it's just happening in white countries, though.
1: Or, uh, only cappuccino-coloured... Look, look, that's the only way. That's so this is the if only solution. Um, but when the diversity becomes so extreme that you have uh, almost like balkanized groups, that there are no actual uh, traditional communities all the traditional communities are outnumbered completely by newcomers and the newcomers keep on and on rolling in it has a very alienating effect
2: folks like me who Who were there's Biden, of course, who played him in a times, right? But uh, yeah, I, poor uh,
6: Sarah Silverman for being replaced
2: in some, uh, some roles in Hollywood. <clears throat> Here's more.
6: It's important as far as the education campaign and the things that we need to do to address these issues is to challenge this mis- misinformation or this disinformation. White nationalists um, advocate for a white ethnic state, they, have, they put forth conspiracy theories with respect to um, white genocide and the great replacement it's nothing to be played with if we allow um this kind of knock these noxious beliefs to continue as as our diversity continues across the country this is this is this is what we're dealing with you spoke to the diversity in in your area in your district and the u.s is experiencing and a great demographic shifts oh okay it is not playing well with with a lot of white folks but i thought it wasn't
2: happening man
6: this false narrative that there's a white genocide afoot yeah. and it'll take a little <laughs> bit of work to convince them that it's not true that's right yeah, so, i guess i'm yeah.
2: wondering about whether we have
4: the capacity within mm-hmm. the military in terms of having trained personnel who can deal with this on an in an ongoing way
2: can we can we can we crush them with the military in some way okay yeah Yeah. we have to convince them that it's not happening that this replacement that's happening that it's not happening that makes sense and let's uh, finish off with this one. I
9: think there's a resurgence of anti-Semitism because at this point in time, Europe has not yet learned how to be multicultural, and I think we're going to be part of the throes of that of that transformation, which must take place. Europe is not going to be the monolithic uh, uh, societies that they once were in the last century. Jews are going to be at the center of that. It's a huge transformation for Europe to make. They are now going into a multicultural mode. And Jews will be resented because of our leading role, but without that leading role and without that transformation, Europe will not survive.
2: Mm. All right. Well, poor Sarah Silverman for being uh, for for having a couple of uh, uh, some some Jewish folks in Hollywood uh, not uh, having been play- the Jewish characters, I should say, uh, in Hollywood not being played by Jewish actors and actresses. That's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's another Shoah. Uh, basically, but, uh, you know, us whites, we can't uh, we can't even voice concerns uh, of our people actually being replaced, <laughs> and having an organized attempt uh, to that effect. Uh, and when they say it, it's, it's good and it's celebrated. But, you know, we can't notice it, basically. All right. Uh, good stuff. Let me take a couple of these entropy here. Uh, let me see here. Flying Dutchman says, and uh, thank you, Flying Dutchman. I appreciate that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Lana posted something about a meeting uh, a meeting at a local university. What was it about and how did it go? Wait a minute. What was that uh, posted? Like on our Twitter? Something about a meeting at a local university. I have to be reminded about that. Maybe you could send me an email. Uh, send an email. to Redisatproptoment.com and maybe I can dig out a, a link or something. I can't remember it now off the top of my head. Uh, maybe it's something... Obvious, but uh, I could be wrong. But thank you, uh, Flying Dutchman. I appreciate that. Uh, I'll, I'll happen to help help you out over email if it's something important. Cockfree uh, Zone says Silverman has uh, just about the most annoying voice known to mankind. Uh, yeah, it is a grading one for sure. Cockfree uh, Zone also says So Jews making movies about Gentile historical figures and making them gay when they weren't is okay. Uh, to hell with Silverman. Yeah, I think there's a couple like that, right? I would think that the. What Sarah Silverman calls uh, a, a Jew face, to use her wording, uh, is isn't that something they do? Because there was it's it's kind of an um, and an, an, an imp- maybe I don't put, well, if 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 you take the main theory of Hollywoodism, uh, it was basically about embedding and, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, they, they they talk in Hollywoodism how they, uh, Neil Gabler, the author of that book. How jews invented hollywood how they want to kind of invent a shadow wor- version of america and then the shadow version which didn't exist overtakes the real version and then people are so much you know programmed and look up to hollywood and hollywood stars and things like that that they start to, you know they look at the movies and they aspire to america which didn't exist but they they invented one right and that was a that was a that was a concerted effort right but that's to 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 make sure that that version, that shadow version, clicked with people, right? That there was a, it was a concerted effort. Uh, if um, That's what I think is going on uh, with that. But anyway, Virginian Drifter says, uh, those kinds of videos, like this black immigrant laughing at, uh, in the Irishman's face at his, uh, at his race extinction, makes me hope for the societal collapse even sooner. They have to go back, all of them. Yeah, I mean, this this is not gonna it's not gonna work out. This is there's no society, no civilization that had uh, sustained itself uh, by doing what we're doing right now. In fact, there's historical precedent that every time uh, they do this kind of stuff, it falls apart and it collapses. And of course, that's part of the game, right? The the uh, it's not only a, a, a what do you call it a uh, like a planned demolition. It's it's um, it's it's a concerted effort to create chaos. Uh, that's what I would say. Uh, But uh, yeah, there's there's one way uh, that that will solve the situation. And of course, that's the one uh, solution that no one wants to talk about, really, which is basically uh, nationalism for all people, right? Different groups. They have different regions. We have different cultures, different languages, different ethnic interests and so forth. And it's best to keep these uh, as much as possible separated, right? Uh, That lessens the so-called problem of racism, of course, if that's if that's such a huge issue. If that's the number one issue that we have in the world right now, well, there's one way to avoid those kinds of things, and that's to let people have their own territories as opposed to creating ethnic conflicts among groups by importing them into the West, right? But anyway, you guys know this. Um, Black Phillips says, Henrik, I'm sure you've seen Sweden and the other Nords have banned the Moderna Vax. Yeah, I have that story later. Uh, for under 30, yes. Meanwhile, the USA is going um, going to force it on all children. Yeah, I think it looks like they're opting for Pfizer, which, of course, does not make it any better, the the difference, for us I understand between the Moderna and the Pfizer is that the Moderna has uh, I think it was a, was it a hundred milligrams I, I could be wrong in the measurement but I I know it was hundred versus Pfizer's thirty I think it was milligram measurement but I could be wrong on that that uh, like the 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 strength of the, the the amount of of mRNA right the 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 coding so to speak the the instructions. The Moderna is much stronger, and then the Pfizer was down to 30, I think. But, yeah, I have that story for later, Black Philip. so so thank you for the heads up. Though. I do appreciate that in case I didn't have it. Uh, it's an important one. So we'll get to that. Thank you so much. Sully says, hey, Henrik, just wanted to check if you got my super chat for a membership. I'm sh- I sure I did. I did actually not have time before uh, going live here to set those up. Uh, so I'll do that uh, right after the show. I'm sure it's there, Sully. Thank you so much. I appreciate the support as well. Uh, I'll activate that right after the show here. Thank you, Sully. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, let me see here. What else do we have? Oh well, let's talk about this. We have the. So we 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 covered we covered over the, in the Weekend Warrior show, and make sure you check that out. By the way, red We we talked about uh, the story of basically how angry parents who are going to these school board meetings and and PTA meetings and so forth are basically being called out as uh, as terrorists. The um, school board of the National School Boards Association. This is a copy of the letter here uh, sent this to the Biden White House, the regime, the, 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 the Biden regime. And claiming that public schools and its education leaders are are under imminent threat. Basically because parents are angry showing up and asking these people on the school board, why are you pushing pedophilia, why are you shoving pedophilia down the throats of my kids, right? And some of them are angry, they're upset, they're showing screenshots and reading paragraphs from literature that they're offering to these kids. In some cases it's, it's as low as... Uh, uh, I think it was like maybe, uh, was four, uh, grade four or something was one of the lowest I heard. We've played many of these clips now uh, over the last couple of, uh, like the last month or so. There's, there's a ton of them over there um, uh, in, in the US of like all over the place in many different states uh, of different uh, parents speaking out. Firing back essentially just finally beginning to realize, and of course much of this was triggered by the anti CRT wave that came in first, which was which of course you know fundamentally a very good thing because all of that is is, is anti white programming essentially, right? So now they're basically calling for you know the feds to come in and FBI and CIA and like uh, well maybe not CIA but the FBI uh, the federal you know uh, institutions to come in and protected them against these terrorist parents who are speaking out, right? And who, are, who are angry and who are upset. Uh, and this went further by uh, this letter here from, let me zoom in on this a bit so we can uh, see a little better here too. This is from uh, the Attorney General Merrick Garland, um, who is basically uh, helping out uh, on this issue as well. Uh, Memorandum for uh, Director, Federal Bureau of Investigations, Director uh, Executive Office for the U.S. Attorney's Assistant General, Criminal Division, blah, blah, blah. Subject, partnership among federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial law enforcement to address threats against school uh, administrators, board members, teachers, and staff. And they go through here. Uh, In recent months, there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation and threats of violence against school administrators, board members, teachers, and staff who participate in the vital work of running our nation's public schools. While spirited debate about policy matters is protected under our Constitution, that protection does not extend to threats of violence or efforts to intimidate individuals based on their views. How, how, How often has that actually occurred, though? Right? basically what they're seeing as threats is someone just showing up right someone just showing up and voicing concern and being angry and that's now taken well that's that's terrorism now these people are terrorists they're dangerous terrorists and if we don't stu- if we don't shut these people down they will go they will kill us right essentially that that that's the that's the take uh here that they're trying to push and then the, well, you know, the first amendment and you know, the, of course we have free speech and stuff, but this is gonna turn to violence, right? So people are speculating here that something uh, there could be a gay op in in, in, uh, in, in effect here soon, right? Uh, and someone uh, <laughs> someone someone did this one. I think it was pretty good. Uh, hey guys, you wanna you wanna go to a PTA meeting tonight? Do you, wanna, <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna go to a school board meeting? Hmm? Uh, just, watch, just hang, hang on here, hang on tight, because every time they point out that there is a problem, and there actually isn't a problem. It's just l- literally laid back, mellow, completely understandable outrage. As far as I know, there's no no one has shown up with with knives or AK-47s and threatening to kill people at these school board meetings. It's, it's angry parents because they're sh- they're literally pushing pedophilia on their kids. And then they're deflecting. Oh well, that's not. Oh well, that's not an issue. That's to- That's totally fine. They should be allowed to do that. Oh, naturally, of course. But the parents shouldn't be able. To, they shouldn't be allowed to speak up. They shouldn't be allowed to attend these meetings. In fact, it's something, something dangerous is happening here. So the New York Post had this uh, story here. Uh, the GOP rips Attorney General Merrick Garland for weaponizing Department of Justice in anti critical race theory crackdown and of course it's more more than just crt now now it's the pedophilia stuff the sex the degenerate sex and gay and you know lgbt kind of education that's in the literature and the books that they're asking you know k through 12 uh, students to read and stuff like that right Republicans are ripping Attorney General Merrick Garland for weaponizing the Department of Justice over his plans to use federal law enforcement to crack down on school parents who oppose critical race theory. And I'll add to it the, the sexual component here, too, the pedo component, saying uh, it is a bid to intimidate political opponents. As far as I heard, I've, I haven't heard of th- that at all. Now, keep in mind here too that um, the um, we learned recently, and this is not news to some of you. Uh, but we learned through the case of uh, Larry Nassar recently that when the FBI was slated to investigate uh, a case of um, a pedophile, in this case the uh, Olympics gymnastics team at, uh, head, Larry Nassar, the, uh, the coach, uh, when there was allegations around him uh, touching little kids, the little girls that were uh, in the gymnastics team and stuff like that, what did the FBI do? Uh, well, first of all, they didn't do anything about it to begin with. One of the agents was slated to investigate it. He uh, he asked to go to work for Larry Nasser. He wanted to, he wa- when he learned that Larry Nasser is fingering underage girls at this at these gym uh, you know classes or or you know uh, the the coach is fingering little girls. The FBI agent wanted a job with him. Let's go let's go work for the guy. And then they didn't do anything about it. They covered it up. And then when they finally, I think it was eighteen or seven months later, after all these girls had complained, they have approached, uh, you know, law enforcement and, and and the FBI and stuff like that about this issue. They made up stuff that wasn't true. They lied about it. That very same agency, who then is going to come and defend school boards and uh, you know PTA meetings and teachers, teachers' associations and things like that. Uh, against angry parents because the parents don't want to have pedophile, you know, nonsense shoved down their kids throat. It makes total sense. Makes makes complete sense, right? The Department of Justice announced this week it was bringing in the FBI to investigate a spike in threats directed at school administrators, teachers and staff amid protests over critical race theory and mandatory mask wearing for children. Now, of course, the vaccine we should extend this to, the vaccine issue, that's one thing. There's a number of issues, a convergence of issues. That have caused parents to, to be outraged and att- and finally start attending these meetings and pushing back, right? And immediately they want to move the goalpost, change the rules. Well, you can, you can't show up. You can't talk about this. You can't, you can come here with your complaints and getting our getting in our faces. GOP lawmakers and parents immediately slammed the decision, accusing the Biden regime of likening their protest to domestic terrorism. House minority leader, McCarthy, he's horrible. So the crackdown is part of a disturbing trend in which Democrats are trying to muscle parents and stop them from having a say in children's education. Parents have a fundamental right to be lawfully involved in their children's education. We should encourage family. It's basic they're being found out. That's what this that that's what it boils down to. They're being found out all the anti-white stuff with CRT, all the pedo stuff with the sex ed LGBTQ education stuff and then now it's the vaccine issue that's going to be pushed on these kids right That's coming now down the pipe here too. So finally, there's something happening here too, right? And same thing with like you know David Riley who's running um, in uh, Northern Idaho, one of the school districts here. And all these hit pieces on Dave and stuff like that. I should, in fact, I should uh, have him over here and, and, and talk about some of the coverage uh, and some of the lies, some of the bullshit, of course, that they always do. Um, but yeah, so he's doing good work. A lot of good wo- uh, people that are showing up to these meetings finally and, and, and actually beginning to to, uh, to speak up against it, right? Um, so we showed that. Uh, what was the other one? Well, this one, I guess, was a uh, was an opinion piece about this too. And it's 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 a you know it's a good comparison to make. You know, we've had you know the summer of love, 2020, right? Just the 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 out of control, just insane rioting and chaos and murder and violence and beatdowns and robberies and all this kind of stuff, right? In the wake of George Floyd specifically, but this has been going for a couple of years now with Antifa and BLM and stuff like that. Uh, but every time the left wing, uh, you know, crazy commies do it it's it's completely fine it's absolutely justified and then if angry moms show up to school board meetings and saying please don't tell my son that he should you know suck uh, s- s- and some older kids pe- or, or trying to make it seem that it's normal for for my kid you know, in the fourth grade to suck some teacher's penis you know this is literally some of the literature that, that that's uh, floating around out there we played the clip in, in the last Friday show right then they're they're domestic terrorists. <laughs> It's just the it, it, it couldn't be more obvious what the goal is right here. It, it couldn't be more obvious, right? Normalizing pedophilia, and as soon as there's pushback, they're just like moving the goalposts. It it, it is incredible, right? Uh, Black Phillips says, Henrik, I honestly think the uh, the U.S. dollar is going to collapse this dec- uh, decade." Oh, de- definitely this decade. I think next couple of years, I'd say. Uh, the Federal Reserve is pulling off incredible moves never seen before to keep us afloat, like minting a trillion dollar uh, coin and buying back loans. Uh, enjoy it now, I think it's over soon. Yeah, it's um, it doesn't look good, but keep in mind too, as we covered in the last uh, Flashback Friday show, that all of that's very intentional. Uh, the economic collapse is of course designed to bring us closer to a one world currency where there will be debt forgiveness in the wake of that. It will be a um, ECBD or what do they call it for short, the uh, Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDCs, right? And it will be, a, but it will be a global one. It'll be the Phoenix, right? The Phoenix. Uh, we show the Economist cover back from 19, is it 88? I think that was. Uh, and it will be a, you know, well, blockchain. Maybe not necessarily, but it will be a digital currency. It'll be tied to your digital ID, and that's why they used the pandemic to bring in the. The ID scheme, right, which is tied to your pa- passport, a digital certification system, and things like that, right? Uh, so it's all connected. But yes, absolutely. I mean, the dollar is, 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 is in the toilet. Uh, they can keep printing for, I think, quite a few years more, and now they want to raise the debt ceiling, you know, this, this this crazy stuff, right? So we'll see what happens. But yeah, eventually it, the, 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 the hit is going to uh, come. So uh, pre- prepare now what you need to do because uh, we could have a devastating economic crash here. Speaking of pedophiles too, let me show you this real quick, too. <clears throat> French, uh, this is the headline here. French report details more than 300,000 cases of abuse by the Catholic Church. Victims welcomed the 2,500 page report, saying it was the first step in the right direction. France released a report Tuesday detailing more than 330,000 cases of alleged child sex abuse within the Roman Catholic Church. According to the Associated Press, the French reported details uh, detailed sexual abuses that took place over a 70-year period. This is the first time France created such a report. The report also detailed the 3,000 priests and other uh, eclassical workers involved in the sexual abuse allegations. Victims welcomed the 2,500-page report, saying it was the first step in the right direction. Around two, 216,000 people were abused by priests and other clerics while the rest were abused by church workers such as Sunday school teachers and scout leaders i'll tell you it's, it's like it's the the liberal press have been very upset about this you know the how a lot of people are pointing out that it's like there's pe- pedophiles are running everything they're in charge of everything that very institution there's pedophiles nestled their way up and through the highest halls of power and stuff like that I, I think it, I think that's basically correct. That's a b- basic assessment, right? But it's incredible how France can like they can ban something like identitarian uh, g- generation identity, right, or uh, I- IG um, in France. Essentially, it, but why they don't you know they don't hurt anybody. It's nothing. You know they they've done some banner drops which supposedly are Ill- illegal, right, or something like that, right? But basically they have the wrong opinions. Basically they are. They're, they're the baddies, right? They're bad opinions, and they don't want to be flooded with migrants from the second or third world to re- replace the French people, right? So they're pushing back. So they, they are banned, and they're terrorist-labeled, while the Catholic Church in France can have the, have the protection and the endorsement of the state to this day. Is a- every single one of these 300,000 cases uh, true? Maybe not, right? But the likelihood is most of it is. This is kind of an, an open, like it's out in the open, People kind of know, they just know, it's there, they know this and stuff, and, and yes, there's layer two and three on this, and it's like the same kind of abuse occurs with all these Abrahamic religions for the most part. You know, it, it happens in uh, the Muslim world, it happens in the Jewish Orthodox world, and we've covered a lot of that too. Uh, and, and, and to a certain extent, they like to show this because then that's kind of seen as an extension of the attack on the, on, on the West and stuff like that. But the point is, like, they have a ma- they, it's a massive problem. It's a huge problem. Uh, by all these church and stuff, and, and and I mean, if they can't curb this issue, if they cannot take control of this issue, this organization should be banned. They need to pro that prove that they've kicked out all the pedophiles from the churches. Is that what you want to you want to bring your kids to to Catholic church and mass, and then have them or Sunday school or something, and leave them alone? Some of these clerics or priests and have them sexually abused by these pervert pedophiles at at these churches. Huge issue, massive, three hundred thousand cases. It's incredible. And this is just one country. <sighs> it's crazy. Uh, Virginia Drifter says, "This is what is known as the Jewish calendar, as the Sh- uh, Shemit- Shemitah year, which occurs every seven years. Uh, they typically coincide with great economic shakedowns towards the end of them. I think the worst of COVID will coincide during this period of the Great Reset." Yeah, I've heard uh, Shemitah. I've heard of that too. Is that? Uh, w- Cyclical every every seven years is that what it is? When was the last? Well, that means it would be something. right think about the two thousand eight crash? It would be having something around two thousand fifteen sixteen. Was there a drop then? Um, regardless, I, I've, I I have heard the term. Uh, virginian drifter I'll, I'll make sure to look into it but that's interesting um yeah there's a lot of these things that are run by like occult calendars and stuff they have like a <laughs> they work with they literally work with the forces of of the universe you know or the solar system the, the planets and the stars and all that stuff you know not everyone believes it but as JP Morgan says you know he said uh millionaires don't use use astrology billionaires do uh you know they're, they're very superstitious and to a certain extent there might be something to that that, that there's like a you can work with certain cyclical uh, you know, forces and 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 it will not be as much of an obstacle as as if you would do it in the wrong timing, so to speak. You know, uh, but yeah, interesting. Thank you. Cuckfresson uh, says, uh, "Thank you for keeping keeping up the good fight. You're a good man." Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we do our best. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, okay, so let's go over to the uh, the Facebook Gay Op. Right? Did you guys see? I'm sure you guys saw this, uh, but I wanted to take a look at this anyway. That's uh, it is kind of interesting. Uh, it's kind of a longer clip we'll see how long we go but let's play part of it you might have seen some of it the facebook whistleblower francis hagen or hagen uh 60 minutes piece all over the place it's you know th- th- there's like a cascading event uh you know avalanche i guess around uh, around facebook here over the last few days where basically you had this whistleblower coming out then you had the hack uh actually is not well it it's maybe still loud in the open but at least officially they've said oh we did it was a self-inflicted wound they kind of claim in a way right of the uh was it the dns tables or something it was like they were trying to upgrade their routers and stuff which you know allegedly destroyed the traffic to the domain and stuff but instagram went down facebook went down whatsapp went down but apparently a lot of other um services were having issues at the time as well it's kind of the lead up to that like cyber polygon event there's some rumors about this uh but we'll get to more on that later let's let's listen to this a little bit the uh uh wonderful uh, interview here uh with the whistle the whistleblower <laughs> total gay off. her name
8: is Frances haugen that is a fact that facebook has been anxious to know since last month when an anonymous former employee filed complaints with federal law enforcement. The complaints say Facebook's own research shows that it amplifies hate, misinformation and political unrest, but the company hides what it knows. One complaint alleges that Facebook's Instagram harms teenage girls. What makes Haugen's complaints unprecedented is the trove of private facebook research she took when she quit in may the documents appeared first last month in the wall street journal but tonight Frances haugen is revealing her identity to explain why she became the facebook whistleblower
2: dramatic the story
8: will continue
2: oh uh, shut up why do they always do this just get to it why do you upload that to youtube 60 minutes The
10: thing i saw at facebook over and over again was there were conflicts of interest between what was good for the public and what was good for Facebook. And Facebook over and over again chose to optimize for its own interests, like making
8: more money. Frances Haugen is 37, a data scientist from Iowa, with a degree in computer engineering and a Harvard master's degree in business. For 15 years, she's worked for companies including Google and Pinterest.
10: I've seen a bunch of social networks and it was substantially worse at Facebook than anything I'd seen before.
8: You know, someone else might have just quit and moved on. And I wonder why you take this stand.
10: Imagine you know what's going on inside of Facebook, and you know no one on the outside knows. I knew what my future looked like if I continued to stay inside of Facebook, which is person after person after person has tackled this inside of Facebook and ground themselves to the ground.
8: When and how did it occur to you to take all of these documents out of the company?
10: At some point in 2021, I realized, okay, I'm going to have to do this in a systemic way, and I have to get out enough that no one can question that this is real.
8: She secretly copied tens of thousands of pages of Facebook internal research. She says evidence shows that the company is lying to the public about making significant progress against hate, violence, and misinformation.
2: Okay, I mean, okay. It's just all right, okay. So, but you know, none of this, of course, is 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 any news. But it's we've covered some of this. That this this relentless uh, attack by by progressives and leftists on Facebook that 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 are trying to pretend that basically Facebook is a safe haven for you know right wing conspiracies and nut jobs and QAnon and even to this day, it's like that. There's no There's no one being banned. Look at the top stories on Facebook, you know, and then it's like boomer sources, like you know, uh, you know, Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, but Dan Bongino. There's all oh, at the at, at the very top and stuff like that, right? And you know, and, and yes, there's shadow boosting, there's shadow, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, banning and you know things like that. Oh, you know, obviously kind of thing, right? Um, but of course, but but of course they're they're looking out for making money. This is not, you know not a big secret, but but they're they're trying to make it seem. That there is like this, this Facebook. It's very strange. Facebook is this huge, big enemy against against the liberal world order, essentially. And there's this massive problem, and we have to take control of it. That, that's basically the, what they're trying to do here. They're trying to get the government to come in, step in, whether that's you know, breaking up the company or or opening up the the secrets so we can understand it more or whatever. And 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 they're trying to pretend that there's like. Anything goes on Facebook, or Facebook hasn't done anything about all these problems. We need to control them even more, and we'll get to that a bit later, right? But it's always just like, they're promoting hate on the platform, and it's really leading to ethnic, it's Facebook faults that we have people disagreeing with open borders, you know, kind of thing. But anyway, it's, it goes on for quite a while. I'm going try to try to shut up here. It's just, it's so dumb, and it's just so cringe. I mean, it's like this, The Gary Busey here with the strong jar line here, has, uh, uh, it's trying to put herself in some position, which is a this great, brave whistleblower. And of course, as we learn in a moment, she's a plant. She's a Democrat operative. She's one of these far left activists. She's been, she's been trying to do this kind of stuff for, for forever, so, you know, for a very long time. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but basically, I mean, none of this is news. But but for some reason, which is the interesting part here, it, it's are there. It, the consequent hack, or if you want, then the downtime at least of Facebook that happened, was that a self-inflicted wound to get to uh, to get to, to draw attention away from this and to make you know as soon as there was Facebook in the news, it was about the 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 downtime, the shutdown of the service as opposed to this, or was it a threat? Was it someone that actually did, like did something to them and say you better you better obey if you're going to be part of our uh, little club here, if you're going to be part of it, you can't have even even the even as benign and as, uh, uh, you know, unradical, I'm not sure what the word is, uh, as sources as they do, you know, have many times at the top of, of of Facebook, right? Of like, the yeah, the Dan Bonginos, Ben Shapiro, all these people are the, the same usual suspect, right? There's a, uh, Was it uh, Diamond and Silk? You know, these kinds of things are always like trending on, on Facebook and stuff uh but even that they can't have the even those things are problematic for them even that is an issue and they need to make sure that that's censored that that's removed like if if we're going to approach this corporate citizenship kind of world that's that's happening here soon you know facebook has their own supreme court right they're building cities google have their own cities eventually these these big tech companies they will be part of they will be like nations essentially right uh, and, and now they're even talking about that these companies should have a seat at the United Nations, right? So this is this is completely logical. It's to it, They're pulling the rope a bit and pulling the leash and, and trying to get Facebook to get back in line on a couple of issues. That's what it feels like, but it could be more uh, to it than that. But this whistleblower thing is just cringe, like they're trying to do some Project Veritas here on 60 Minutes or something.
8: One study she found from this year says we estimate that we may action as little as three to five percent of hate and about six tenths of one percent of violence and incitement on Facebook despite being the best in the world at it to quote from another one of the documents you brought out we have evidence from a variety of sources that hate speech divisive political speech and misinformation on Facebook and the family of apps are affecting societies around the world.
10: When we live in an information environment that is full of angry, hateful, polarizing content, it erodes (laughs) our civic trust, it erodes our faith in each other, it erodes
2: our- Again, as bad as it is on Facebook, this isn't an issue on Facebook, but they're pretending because there's a couple of boomers still on Facebook with a couple of memes, which these people haven't approved, and it's a virtual holocaust to these people. This is causing, I think, hey, the hate speech is out of control, and they're boosting it on Facebook. It, it, they're trying to, anyway, it's just, I don't know. They're trying to act like this is what's destroyed. Just because they're being competed out of existence on, on the most mundane level, you know, boomer memes that still circulate on Facebook, they need, they need for that to stop. That's what I think this is about. They, they need that to stop. It, it, it cannot go on. Every single avenue of information needs to be controlled. And maybe there's a couple of things that slips through here and there or something on Facebook. But for the most part, I mean, basically anything that's of some value in terms of the, of the critique of, of a of modern society is, is, is not even allowed on Facebook anymore. So I'm not sure what they're complaining at, but apparently it's not good enough.
10: Our ability to want to care for each other. The version of Facebook that exists today is tearing our societies apart and causing ethnic violence. Yeah, that's right.
2: It's Facebook. I, ethnic I, I just, violent. I can't, I can't help to pause. It's Facebook. Facebook is tearing our world apart. Not the people that are like doing all of these policies to us that people are complaining or writing about it. If we can just silence everybody that's complaining about what's happening in the world, then it would, then would, it would just go away. It would, would be, it'd be completely okay. It would be fine. It would be world peace, in fact. If we can just regulate all speech online, it would be world peace. Including Myanmar in 2018
8: when the military used Facebook to launch a genocide.
2: I, I, kept, I uh, keep the- hearing about that with the, the Myanmar and the Facebook. Uh, is, that, is that actually true or is that just hyperbolic nonsense that that they're used? It feels like it's just a bunch of bullshit, but maybe there's something to it. I don't
8: know. Quarter of 2019. Frances Haugen told us she was recruited by Facebook in 2019. She says she agreed to take the job only if she could work against misinformation because she had lost a friend to online conspiracy theorists.
10: (laughs) I never wanted anyone to feel the pain that I had felt. And I had seen how high the stakes were in terms of making sure there was high quality information on Facebook
8: at headquarters she was assigned to civic
2: integrity which worked on risks to elections. basically you had a did you have a friend that didn't like didn't want to take the vaccine or something or they didn't think the election was legit is that what it, this is about
8: <laughs> including misinformation but after this past election there was a turning point
10: they told us we're dissolving civic integrity like they basically said oh good we, we made it through the election there wasn't riots we can get rid of civic integrity now fast forward a couple of months we got the insurrection <laughs> and when they got rid yeah. of civic integrity they basically took the over the government I was like i don't trust that they're willing to actually invest what needs to be invested to keep facebook from being dangerous facebook,
2: facebook is de- says <clears throat> the work of c- this is the this is what the boomers are learning out there right now folks I want you to push put put push I want you to put this in perspective Facebook facebook is causing our world to be dr- driven apart violence and ethnic conflicts happening because Facebook why because Facebook that's why because me because boomer memes on Facebook that's This is, this is, this is the the route they're choosing. It's incredible.
8: Civic integrity was distributed to other units. Haugen told us the root of Facebook's problem is in a change that it made in 2018 to its algorithms, the programming that decides what you see on your Facebook newsfeed.
10: So, you know, you have your phone. You might see only a hundred pieces of content. If you sit and scroll off for, you know, five minutes. But Facebook has thousands of options it could show you.
8: The algorithm picks from those options based on the kind of content you've engaged with the most
2: in the past. And
10: what?
2: One- <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> you, well, what is it supposed to do? This is like you remember the YouTube went through this too, and and they this is, look, what happened to YouTube is what they want with Facebook, and they're basic. I mean, they're basically there, right? But there's, it's it's like one and a half, one point three four eight percent you know, uh, issues that are still popping up that they don't like or something, right? There. Like, why are you, you, they... They're asking you to serve up shit you don't care about. And, of course, things that is engaging are things that are at the forefront of, like, societal discussion for the most part or something important. I mean, yes, of course, sometimes it's just, you know, nonsense, celebrity bullshit and stuff. But what they're concerned with here is basically... You know, pushback and like, like things that exposes them, or things that they don't like to see, things which uh, you know puts a different spin on their narrative or something like that. That's what they're that's that's what they're complaining on. If if we're honest about this here, they. It's something that these people do not agree with that they think should be banned and censored. And this is what happened on YouTube. And eventually they had to remove all the interesting channels and all the interesting content creators and people to get a sanitized version, if you will. And now, of course, everyone goes to Odyssey. They go to BitChute. They go to Gab TV, They go to even Rumble and places like that because YouTube is just boring. And that's, you know, I mean, in, in a way, it's good. Like, I hope this destroys Facebook out there, reform it in such a way and, and, and that people walk away. So don't get me wrong, I'm not like trying to defend Facebook here or anything. The, everything that's happening to them, they completely deserve because they've already, you know, <laughs> they've already started banning and censoring everybody, essentially. Uh, but it, they have a grudge. They have a grudge uh, because it was a couple of memes uh, uh, shared on Facebook uh, that they don't like.
10: One of the consequences of how Facebook is picking out that content today is that it is optimizing for content that gets engagement or reaction. But its own research is showing that content that is hateful, that is divisive, that is polarizing, it's easier to inspire people to anger than it is to other emotions.
8: Misinformation, angry content. Yeah.
2: Well, are you the? Are you gonna Are you gonna police people of what kind of emotions they must feel when they look at things on on, on their social media? What, what the hell is this about?
8: Is enticing to people and keep, keeps them on the platform.
10: Yes, Facebook has realized that if they change the algorithm to be safer, people will spend less time on the site to be They'll safer. click on less ads. Yeah,
2: because safe is boring. You don't, don't you don't understand that? Of course that's it, right? Uh Lotasan says the newest fad is to pretend that the big scary nail is a problem so they can use an even scarier hammer. That's right. Yeah, what was it? The classic line, right? every problem must look like a nail because we have the, we hold a hammer, right? Um Yeah, it is it is pretty incredible actually. Uh let, let me check entropy. Here real quick, make sure we don't end up behind too much. Um, where do we go? Here we go. Um, Cockfrey Sohn says, we don't need a whistleblower to know that Instagram is bad for girls. No, that is that is true. I mean, we, we know that they push a lot of, you know, uh, garbage on these platforms and stuff too, right? Um, but again, I mean, ultimately, it's like, you know, where's the parents of these kids? If that's like, it's it's hard. Like, don't let them be on the, so, the social media. If that's like, they talk about something about like... Uh, um, anorexia or something was an issue, and of course there's some beauty d- standard that's not unrealistic or something like that. But think about the flip side of of, of their countermeasure to this, which is basically, a, yeah, you can be a land whale and it's beautiful, and uh, uh, like no no one none of these girls are being d- done a service here by either side, to be honest. Uh, Virginian Drifter says Facebook embeds. Uh, demon cookies in your browser prostitutes your data to third parties and bans you if you even remotely post something that defends white people. Um, it's only keeping alive, uh, kept alive by boomers. Yeah, that, that's that's true. Accurate uh, assessment, sir. Uh, Stone says, as if anyone with real dissenting views is still on Facebook. Well, that's the thing, right? No one is. So they try to pretend that it's like this <laughs> still this huge problem. But I guess they're reading something which they don't like uh, for the glory of Christ. Earlier on, Odyssey said, "Thanks for informing us. Appreciate that." Um, Let's keep uh, listening here. They'll
10: make less money.
8: Haugen says Facebook understood the danger to the 2020 election, so it turned on safety systems to reduce misinformation. But many of those changes, she says, were temporary.
10: And as soon as the election was over, they turned them back off, or they changed the settings back to what they were before to prioritize growth over safety. And that really feels like a betrayal of democracy to me.
2: Facebook am uh, let me pause on that for a second. A betrayal of democracy to me. First of all, uh, if you're talking, I mean, Facebook is a, I mean, is a, I know these are international and stuff like that, right? But it's an American company, founded in America. It, that's a constitutional republic. It's not a democracy. They're, they're trying to hoodwink people into thinking, well, it's a democracy. Well, this is, kind of, you're saying silencing people on platforms, social media platforms must be done so we can preserve democracy. But there's not, no more Orwellian language that's been imposed over the last couple of years of how they're trying to justify the silencing of certain opinions to, in their view, keep the peace, essentially. That if we do let people speak freely, and then they always bring up the farewell, well, we, we, we are very concerned with free speech, of course. You know, Facebook still talks about that. Oh, we can still have free debate on here, of course. Absolute bullshit. They block anything that's remotely... Uh, even, even interesting, something that even could do an accurate assessment uh, an analysis of the situation we're finding ourselves in right now. And then they have the audacity to go to gaslight you into thinking that they're somehow concerned with like the discourse or anything like that. <laughs> it's like a free speech. Uh, it's incredible. But it's like, it's not.
8: Anyway, whatever. As some of the safety systems remained, but after the election, Facebook was used by some. To organize the January sixth insurrection,
2: isn't that not that basically bullshit? Cite Facebook posts as evidence. And furthermore, it wasn't like the insurrection. It was like it was nothing happened. Okay, people literally like they walked in and they literally walked within the velvet ropes when they walked. In. <laughs> this was not a, an overthrow of government. This is just, this. It didn't happen. Okay, it's so a couple of boomers that was angry. That's about it.
8: Photos of and they were partisans in. and text, including. By bullet or ballot, restoration of the republic is coming. Ooh, what a a dangerous mish. Destroy Facebook now. Primus used many platforms, but Facebook is a recurring theme. After the attack, Facebook employees raged on an internal message board copied by Haugen. Haven't we had enough time to figure out how to manage discourse without enabling violence? (laughs) we looked for positive comments and found this i don't think our leadership team ignores data ignores dissent ignores truth but that drew this reply welcome to facebook i see you just joined in november 2020 we have been watching wishy-washy actions of company leadership for years now (laughs) colleagues cannot conscience Working for a company that does not do more to mitigate the negative effects of
2: its platform. Negative? What do you Facebook. mean negative effects? Isn't the issue of they want engagement? They would literally. And I'm again, I'm fine with that. But they would literally kill themselves if they stop pushing posts that uh, that people find uh, engaging and interesting. Right? It's not. <laughs> it's just basic like survival uh, instinct here. that's like well. I mean, I know it's sure in the in this in the woke era that we're in right now. They they expect companies to run at a loss for the sake of pushing you know dildos on kids. Basically, I I know that that's the that's the expectation that they have these days, right? I guess I guess so, the only difference here then is Zuckerberg is still greedy enough to let certain minor little issues slide or something. And that's the and that's the big that's the problem here.
8: amplifies the worst of human nature.
10: It's one of these unfortunate consequences. Right. No one at Facebook is malevolent, but the incentives are misaligned, right? Like Facebook makes more money when you consume more content. People enjoy engaging with things that elicit an emotional reaction. And the more anger that they get exposed to, the more they interact and the more they consume.
8: That <laughs> dynamic led
2: to a complaint to Facebook but, uh, by uh, major- but when you. But when you are outraged about things or when you get angry about things that, you know, again, to use their discourse that some boomer GOP person did or something. uh, Well, that's okay. That's that's completely fine. Uh, But, you know, parents are like raging against, uh, you know, the pedophiles on these school boards. um, Shut it. Shut it all down, basically. Right. Political parties across Europe. This
8: 2019 internal report obtained by Haugen says that the parties. Feel strongly that the change to the algorithm has forced them to skew negative in their communications on Facebook, leading them into more extreme policy positions. <laughs> yeah, the European political parties were essentially yeah.
2: the Europe- Which parties are you even talking about? Can you give me a couple of? Can you, can you can you give me a couple of names? Oh, the European Party. Oh, they're extreme. They're turning to extremism to get the boomers to click on their posts on Facebook. Make total sense. Saying
8: to Facebook, the way you've written your algorithm is changing the way we lead our countries.
10: Yes. You are forcing us to take positions that we don't like, that we know are bad for society. We know if we don't take those positions, we won't win in the marketplace of social media.
8: Evidence of harm, she says, extends to Facebook's Instagram app. One of the Facebook internal studies that you found talks about how Instagram harms teenage girls. Oh, yeah. One study says 13.5% of teen girls say Instagram makes thoughts of suicide worse. 17% of teen girls say Instagram makes eating disorders worse.
10: And what's super tragic is Facebook's own research says as these young women, begin to consume this eating disorder content they get more and more depressed and it actually makes them use the app more and so they end up in this feedback cycle where they hate their bodies more and more facebook's own research says Should
2: is, i got a pair of glasses like that second so uh, put them in my mouth and uh, lick the end <coughs> it's just okay i mean sure, yes i mean yes we know that they 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 do it so that you get addicted and all of this stuff has been out for years as, as some of you guys have said now right like the, the dopamine or whatever people they get high off of getting engagements on posts and stuff like that right so so yes yeah, so there's a, like a core issue and a root you know kind of cause here but f- holy shit i mean shouldn't there be some kind of personal responsibility here and if these are underaged girls that are doing this where where are the parents and to shut this down and, and stop them from doing this it's this helplessness that is always have to be some someone has to come in and fix it all for us and so there's to be uh, some kind of you know whatever you do has to be for the for the greater good i think she uses that term later on and stuff like that now if these people truly had our best interests at heart and stuff i could have understood understood some parts of the arguments in, in this case but it's like these people are like ruining our societies they're, they're destroying our world with their with their political opinions uh, they're not looking looking out for us. And uh, yeah, Ep- Epstein didn't drive himself. I think that's the full uh, previous username. Ep didn't, for short. Uh, says on Odyssey not a single mention of all the violence and the destruction and uh, everything by Antifa BLM, um, even months before the insurrection. Going back years, much of it was organized and stoked on Facebook. Yeah, they use Twitter. They use all these mainstream platforms. Not a problem whatsoever. Again, it's just a couple of memes from a couple of boomers. Uh, that's the big issue. Right, Lota Sen said, "If I could jump up and down and scream uh, it, uh, scream it, I would." This is a globalist nonprofit that's using uh, Nigerians to censor white countries, and and uh, she adds a link to uh, uh, Pointer. Po- yeah, the Pointer Institute wasn't that they were they were getting wasn't that Facebook money or something like that? I think it was right. I think it was Pointer, uh, but I, I could be wrong on that. Um, all right. Let's it's not going. just
10: that Instagram is dangerous for teenagers, that it harms teenagers. It's that it is distinctly worse than other forms of social media.
8: Facebook said just last week it would postpone plans to create an Instagram for younger children. Last month, Haugen's lawyers filed at least eight complaints with the Securities and Exchange Commission, which enforces the law in financial markets. The complaints compare the internal research with the company's public face, often that of CEO Mark Zuckerberg, here testifying
2: remotely to Congress the last March.
7: we removed content that could lead to imminent real-world harm. We've built an unprecedented mm. third-party... fact.
2: And that could literally be anything, right? That could literally be... Anybody could literally be angry over anything at any given time, and people often are, right? And, and and again, the most of the things that people care about is the negative things because that's the things you want to change. That's the things that engages you. You could you can sit and post positive things all day, and and, and there's I mean that's fine. Some of that, sure, why not? You get a, you get you got to have some white pills here and there, right? I'm not saying that, but for the most part. It's the negative stuff and the black pills. That's the stuff that you know engages you because those are the things you need to put energy on to improve or to better or to change or to alter or something like that, right? Um, but it says, "Oh well, it's we Le- uh, You know, it could lead to real-world harm. That could literally be anything. Um, if you're going to start policing people and controlling them on the basis of things that could or could might happen in real life, if someone sees or reads something, um, you're not going to be able to. Basically, there's going to be nothing left for you to look at anywhere.
7: ...checking program. The system isn't perfect, but it's the best approach that we've found to address misinformation in line with our country's values.
8: One of Francis Haugen's lawyers is John Tai. He's the founder of a Washington legal group called Whistleblower Aid. What is the legal theory? Behind going to the SEC, what laws are you alleging have been uh, broken? This is kind
2: of boring. Let me see if they return to her at the end there. Uh, let's see what she, So, what Gary Busey says here.
10: Never set out to make a hateful platform, but he has allowed choices to be made where the side effects of those choices are that hateful, polarizing content gets more distribution, more reach.
2: So Facebook, have, Facebook is a hate platform, ladies and gentlemen find an
8: interview but in a written statement to 60 Minutes it said every day our teams have to balance protecting the right of billions of people to express themselves openly with the need to keep our platform safe. That ship has
2: already uh, sailed uh, sir that's that's over whoever's talking about that bullshit. Facebook is a one Here, Here's the here's the city they're building too by the way they're actually Facebook's actually building a city and someone was like in comment earlier was like yeah they're actually thinking about giving uh, Facebook and Google and Amazon uh, a seat at the United Nations <laughs> now by the way so it's got the nation state of these big tech companies it is coming and and I guess one that they still not have 100% control over uh, is Facebook and that's why this that's why this is happening right
8: now trillion dollar company Just 17 years old, it has 2.8 billion users, which is 60% of all Internet-connected people on Earth. Frances Haugen plans to testify before Congress this week. And she did. She believes the federal government
2: should impose regulations. Yeah, there you go. Just come in, sh- shut it all down. Right, that's the that's the <laughs> the main point of this here control. Take it over, basically control it. Uh, you know, and frankly, Facebook, like I have no sympathy for them. So absolutely do it. Like Warrior says, the Rohingya uh, Rohingya conflict with the ethnic Bomars, or the Burmese uh, seems to have some truth to it. So it's um, it is based both on different religions as well as race slash skin color. Uh, not sure. Uh, if that's what you were asking about, I w- yeah, no, I know about the conflict. I was just asking about how much Facebook played a part in that conflict. They're trying to make it seem that they like they engaged and somehow used Facebook to, I guess. I, again, I don't have m- enough details about it, but like to. To then find or target certain people or maybe find out what religion or what ethnic group they belong to or what their opinions were or something like that, I'm not sure. It feels like it's kind of hyperbolic but maybe there's some truth to it, I'm not sure. Uh, but thank you for the clarification, Like and I appreciate that. Bill Hoover says, uh, it is weird that this whistleblower have the same agenda that Facebook has been lobbying for, exactly. Have you seen that uh, cringe, FB, uh, cringe uh, Facebook ad urging for censorship? Um, hashtag bring back MySpace. Yes, I have, and I have it, in fact, too. I thought I could play it because, it, again, there's a string of things that happen all in one go here. And either, as I said, it's a self-inflicted wound to make things like, so that when the reform comes, it's like, well, this is, we, you know, the, we had no choices. We had to do this or something like that. Or like when they, maybe when they when they finally like limit, uh, I don't know, it probably will will not happen. I don't know, but if they finally, you Know, kind of clamp down on like you know Ben Shapiro or uh Bongino or something like that, right? So it's like continuously at the top 10 uh, you know, all, all the top 10 news stories each week almost uh, on Facebook. So when they finally do that, they have a like a justification for it. They're like, well, it was leading to real world harm and it was dangerous and stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, so that happened, and then you had what do you have here? Um, one segment we could play. Uh, she went to the uh, was it Congress or what was it again? A, su- a Senate subcommittee about Facebook's handling of data of children and other users. And there was one portion here. What? I see what time it was six fifty eight? Let me play that. Uh, where of course you know hate speech and all that kind of stuff came up again. Let me play it from. Let me see. Was it at the end here? Maybe this was not the clip. 658 let me play towards the end i think i think this was it let me let me play from here let's see
10: public has no visibility into how facebook operates this must change facebook wants you to believe that the problems we're talking about are unsolvable they want you to believe in false choices they want you to believe that you must choose between a facebook full of divisive and extreme content or losing one of the most important values our country was founded upon
2: Free speech. <laughs> yeah, because you- it's uh, this is uh, what they call as a uh, <clears throat> a false uh, a, a false paradigm, ladies and gentlemen. It's just a, f- a bunch of false options that somehow Facebook is choosing freedom of speech over censorship here, and that's what's causing all the problems. Mark Zuckerberg is a true champion, folks, of dangerous and uh, and in fact a uh, terrorist-inducing free speech.
10: You must choose between public oversight of Facebook's choices and your personal privacy that to be able to share fun photos of your kids with old friends, you must also be inundated with anger driven virality,
2: anger driven virality. But can't you block on Facebook? Isn't this the very, there's the same thing about YouTube. Like, okay, well there's people that want to watch this content. Let them watch this goddamn content. If you don't want it, you can block those channels you can block those people and guess what they won't show up in your feed when you're sharing your kid pictures on facebook why would you even do that <sighs>
0: they
10: want you to believe that this is just part of the deal i am here today to tell you that's not true
2: yeah we need to take it over These and change
10: problems it. are solvable
2: yeah we, safer, we'll fix them
10: Free speech, respecting yeah, more oh, yeah. enjoyable social media is possible.
2: Literally saying a clean and a dirty, uh, we can have a clean and a a, a <laughs> we can have a clean and a dirty butt at the same time. <laughs> that's, that's literally what she's saying. <laughs> a fr- a censoring and free speech platform at the same time, because if it's things that I don't want to see, then it, Meh, it's really not censoring. It's really it's, it was things I didn't want to see anyway or didn't want to hear about
10: safer, free speech, respecting, yeah, yeah. more enjoyable social media is possible. It just
2: it needs to be safe, though, because it could be dangerous if you hear things you don't like,
10: Well, there's one thing that I hope everyone takes away from these disclosures. It is that Facebook can change, That's but one it's one hell of
2: a cr- jawline you got there.
10: Clearly not going to do so on its own. My fear is that without action, divisive and extremist behaviors we see today are only the beginning. What we saw in Myanmar and are now seeing in Ethiopia are only the opening chapters of a story so terrifying, no one wants to read the end of it. Congress can change the rules that Facebook plays by and stop the many harms it is now causing. We now know the truth about Facebook's destructive impact. (laughs) I really appreciate the seriousness which the members of Congress and the Securities and Exchange Commission are approaching these issues.
2: All right. Anyway, so basically it was a big beg, a big beg, right? Please, uh, please, please ban everybody, right? Please ban everybody. And of course, you know, outlets uh, like the source Daily Wire, they are doing very well on Facebook. and, And... and I'm sure that could be part of the variable here right but they of course immediately kind of came out in defense of Zuckerberg right for some interesting reason and phase it's not that bad and don't you know don't listen to them but then you do have you do have interesting things like this where someone like um, what's his name again that's working for uh, uh, this Matt Walsh right? Works with Shapiro, Ben Shapiro, Daily Wire, and where it's like you know he's he is exposing the anti-white stuff now and all that stuff. Ironically, these were the people that were like calling people, like, talking about this five years ago. They called them Nazis and crazy lunatics and all that stuff. And, of course, now they can talk about it, but they're they're still not deep-lapped. They are still on YouTube, but they can talk about these things. I don't care. As long as it gets out, I'm happy. I don't care who talks about it. It's great that they're talking about, you know, replacement or the anti-white hatred and stuff like that. It's not like, oh, we we talked about it first. So yeah, I I don't care about that part of it. But it is interesting that it's like, they can do it and, it and and they can be the kind of the controller of that narrative, you, you know what I mean? But anyway, so they uh, came out here, and this is a pretty good piece. We, we won't have time to go through it all now because we're already late in the game here. I have more to cover, but basically just showing, this is the the, the, the basic thing is that Gary Busey here, Jawline Gary Busey is a left-wing activist uh, who was behind Trump impeachments and all these kinds of things? And so basically, she's a plant. She's been doing all these things before. They go through in this article, showing all the different causes that she's worked for, all the different things she's done. Uh, she was at Pinterest and Google, and she's pushed all these you know political things over the time to- over the years and stuff like that. So not surprising at all, of course, right? So that that did a good, pr- pretty good job of just at least showing uh, that this is not um, in any sense just some organic woman that showed up and she's very concerned about this for, you know, because she wants to have peace on earth and Facebook is is leading to, you know, it's it's war, leading to war all over the place, right? Uh, There's one more clip I want to play in this one here, around, uh, what is it, around 2.14 in this clip. Let's, let this goddamn ad end here. Uh, and I think this is the one where she had some questions that came up Six about h- hate. Let me see here. Here it is. 2.14. Let me play it from here. Check this out. Come on.
10: Leading young users to anorexia content
2: besides teenagers or sure. besides girls or besides yeah. youth yeah. are there other practices at Facebook or
8: Instagram that are known to be harmful but yet oh. are pursued
10: Facebook is aware that choices are made in establishing like meaningful social meaningful social interactions so engagement based ranking that didn't care if you bullied someone or committed hate speech in the comments that was meaningful they know that that change directly changed publishers behavior that companies like BuzzFeed wrote in and said, the content is most successful on our platform is some of the content we're most ashamed of. You have a problem <laughs> with your ranking and they did nothing. They know that uh, politicians are being forced to take positions they know their own constituents don't like or approve of because those are the ones that get distributed on Facebook. But,
2: but again, if if it's if they was it BuzzFeed you mentioned? The BuzzFeed, the, the things that does the best on the platform are things they're embarrassed uh, about? I would assume it's not when they're talking about this new... Look at this new Rainbow Dildo product. Five dildos you just must have, right? Here's a listicle of, you know, the latest sex toys or something. It, it's going to be something maybe that's a little bit more, I guess, than... Uh, I don't even know if BuzzFeed is able to do anything like this, but it a little bit more down-to-earth or something, and that's what they're ashamed of. I, I'm not following that, but regardless, the point is, it's, this is an assault then on, on, on human nature or, or things that f- humans find interesting those those things are offensive and they should be made illegal because it's causing problems for us pagan bear says she's a dick tracy character uh, yeah with that with that uh, with that jawline I can't you know can't uh, deny that one for the Gloria Crow says they uh, use spiritual uh, realms obviously um, yeah they do their That's little a occult huge, things right?
10: huge negative impact the old Facebook also knows that they have admitted in public engagement-based ranking is dangerous without integrity and security systems, but then not rolled out those integrity and security systems to most of the languages in the world. And that's what causing things like ethnic violence in Ethiopia.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure if that's true. Uh, uh, Stone says by hate platform, she means anti-white hatred, right? Oh yeah, no, i absolutely, of course, absolutely. Right. Um, Hatchet JYT says, Hail Henrik, military slash police were used to enforce many anti-white policies. Hope all our kind are preparing as best they can instead of relying on system collapse. Stay uh, safe, strong, uh, and white. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah, uh, it's true. It's, um, collapse is not always the uh, ideal uh, situation. Uh, accelerationism is not always the ideal situation. Uh, there are things such as timing. Uh, which are very important things if you look back historically if, if certain things excuse me if certain things would have happened too early let's say let's say let's assume that there was a political movement and you can even tell I saw a clip the other day of like the American Revolution for example you know if you want to frame it from that context just as one example but if it would have happened 10 years earlier let's say when it was like you know they the, the population in America didn't have things set up they were not independent enough they hadn't been uh, they, they were still dependent on, on certain, you know, structures that the British offered and things like that, just, just to make one example. But, you know, um, if it would have happened too early, the outcome would have not have been as positive, right? There's there's something to timing and just at the right moment that things need to happen and things like that, too, right? Um, so that's important. I should find that clip, by the way. That's actually a really good clip. Uh, but thank you, Bill Hoover. Uh, we got to get a. Uh, watch out, you know, can't, um, or is the hatchet, I mean, hatchet, thank you, uh, get a can't rely on, can't just walk around, well, the system's going to collapse, and, you know, any, anything could happen here. It could go in any direction. They have aces up their sleeves all the time. Uh, Bill Hoover says Facebook is trying to get the regulations implemented so that they will never have any competitors ever again. Plus, Facebook is being run by the CIA anyway, looking to life log. I've heard about life log. Um but, yeah, I mean, it showed in the early days of many of these companies and stuff. Google is a classic example, right? They, were, uh, they got seed money from the CIA and stuff, and they, they've been given contracts. They work in hand-in-glove with government and stuff like that. Most of this could just be a, a surface level, you know a, you know, a gay op, essentially, right? Um, Bill Hoover again says, this broad needs a husband and some kids. I, is see not... She's without kids, yeah. She's wasting everyone's time. This is, there's no such thing as a whistleblower that would be on state TV, 60 Minutes, yeah. Very, very good, very well said. Johnny Reb says bus for Henrik, in case you don't uh, want to do the squats. <laughs> yeah, the remain. the based Romanians. I would. I wouldn't mind doing a couple of squats. You can get that bus ride for free. But thank you, Johnny Reb. I appreciate that. In case, in case I'm feeling uh, lazy one day. Uh, okay, so here is the. And of course, you know, Zuckerberg came out and. Where's the article I had on this here? Um, uh, he, he spoke up. We care deeply Mark Zuckerberg responds to Facebook whistleblowers and blah, blah, blah. It's all this attention. Mark Zuckerberg's personal wealth has fallen by nearly 7 billion in a few hours because of the outage that happened. Then one was it one day after this whistleblower came out. And according to this NPR piece um, titled Why Facebook and Instagram Went Down Before Hours on Monday, they claim. That it was a self inflicted problem. I, I still am not sure if this is true, but I would not be surprised, right? Uh, why did the outage last? Uh, was say, an update to Facebook's routers that coordinate network traffic went wrong. And the question is okay, can you, can you explain that? Sending a wave of disruptions rippling through its systems. Sounds a bit nebulous here. As a result, all things Facebook were effectively shut down worldwide. Why did the outage last so long? The problem was made worse and its solutions more elusive because the outage also whacked Facebook's own internal system and tools that it relies on for daily operations. Employees also reportedly faced difficulty in physically reaching the space where the routers were housed. They were they were, they were not being let into buildings and for, uh, stuff like that. At first I thought someone is like blackmailing Facebook here. Like they're 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 they're, they're sending a message, a signal. think like if you don't comply here, like we can we can we can take all your shit down. Like you know that, right? But now I'm leaning more it's like now it's all it's all like a self-inflicted issue here, and it's to get them as the reforms are about to happen for these big companies as they move towards like becoming you know corporate global citizens, and 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 the employees at least initially will be like will be citizens of these corporations or or, or nation corporations. Eventually, maybe even the users will be, or you can apply for citizenship in in Facebook or something, right? Uh, but anyway, so that still not sure what I, what to make of the outage. That's kind of in my view, kind of up in the air. But yes, someone referenced the little video that they also released here. Then the other day, check this out. We'll play this. Uh, basically, calling for Facebook's own um, video calling for regulations let's check check out this clip here like internet history and we have to reform everything it's just it's all very suspicious
10: nearly 25 years ago lawmakers passed comprehensive internet regulations what happened after that
2: some people woke up because there weren't censorship how about that
10: with internet regulations? Not much at all. If the internet has come a long way in the last 25 years, shouldn't internet regulations too?
2: We support updated internet regulations. See our progress, blah, 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 blah. That's Facebook. It's time for updated internet regulations. Hmm. I don't know. What is this about here? Clear rules are needed to address today's toughest challenges. Are they begging to be let back in? I'm I'm still preparing for elections. I mean, these are they're integral part of controlling the discourse and managing information, being part of the information war and blocking certain things from becoming known and things like that, right? So there's some kind of, I'm not sure if this is a little internal (laughs) strife or issue here, right? Uh, Or what this is about, but it's very interesting. And, uh, but I think at some point, they're going to try to clamp down on, on on any try to remaining little voices that you do have left. And that's probably part of what they're doing here. Uh, to be honest, it's probably pretty basic and and, and straightforward what they're doing. Let me um, let me see here. Uh, yeah, this is the story. let me see. Okay, I thought I opened this in archive. One moment here, guys. <clears throat> this is the story about how they're wanting to offer give Amazon and Facebook a seat. At the United Nations, <laughs> did you can't see this yet, uh, it's kind of funny. Given the scope of their ambitions, uh, our dependence on them, behemoth brands should be treated and held uh, to account for what they really are, commercial superpowers. So this is, you know, a while ago I did this segment, how they're going to become nations, these big corporations, and that's basically where this is going. Uh, you're going to be, you know, if you're still not banned from these uh, companies, you'll be you'll be a uh, remember the, was a rollerball 1970s kind of a classic movie. Everyone was on drugs and they're all like watching like some kind of, you know, Roman, uh, what do you call it? Like a Coliseum games, right? The uh, bread and circuses kind of thing, right? They're watching the rollerball games and all that stuff. But they're talking about the the corporate the corporate wars in, those mo- in that movie. Uh, it's like energy against uh, I forget what what the other companies were in there. They have their own flags and banners and stuff, right? Um, but yeah, so this is that's where it is. It's a nation state. It's going to be. It's going to become a a nation state, right? Uh, here's some other things that happen. More part of the uh, Operation Polygon lead up the, the the intensified. You know, we've talked about issues with internet security and ha- attacks and hacks and all that kind of stuff. Um, Jeff Bezos's uh, Twitch, right? He bought Twitch uh, was a few years ago now. Uh, hackers apparently stole and then published the uh, source code for Twitch, uh, for Twitch in a huge hack. These days corporate hack seems like a nearly daily occurrence, with only the biggest and most damaging ones making headlines, whether it's ransomware attack or the good old-fashioned exploit, we're attracting more than cursory attention from the press. But Wednesday's hack of Twitch, the streaming service owned by Amazon, has come with a hilarious twist. The hackers didn't just break in, they stole a the treasure trove of valuable source code, internal admin tools, and files associated with the Vapor game store, i.e. it was hacked, planned, and executed not, for, uh, not simply for profit, but to hurt Twitch and Amazon. Data on payments to popular streamers from 2019 and 2021 was also stolen and leaked, so people could see how much they were paid. It appears the leakers have taken precautions to avoid exposing personal data that could be damaging for Twitch users. Okay, interesting. Um, so more of that kind of stuff uh, is coming. Operation Polygon. Uh, at some point, we'll uh, we'll have a true cyber pandemic. Uh, quick mention here before we go over to the next uh, segment here, regarding Wilks, um, Swedish artist. Uh, he was uh, he died together with two police officers in a what is for now dubbed a traffic accident. I had this guy on the show back in 2014 where he joined a couple of other guys that were doing some art projects in Malmö at the time this guy's had police custody for over 15 years I think or almost 15 years before he uh, passed away um, because he once drew a cartoon of Muhammad uh, on, on a uh, with a dog's body right he, de- he did a couple of he made fun of Muhammad a couple of times. And then all hell broke loose, and of course they were the, the what is it called a fatwa? What is it called again? They were issued against this guy, and all this. He's, he was a mellow boomer. He was laid back. He was not, you know, an artist guy. He did different things and all that stuff, right? Uh, but so a lot of people are having questions about this. It's very strange. It was an uh, a, an accident on one of the uh, one of the uh, what well, we call them European highways, right? All over Europe, the E4. Outside uh, Market, where's that? Is that closer to? Is that central Sweden Market? I'm 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 a little. Uh, is it southern? It's actually it's southern Sweden, right? Yeah, it's southern Sweden. That's right. Uh, that's a, That's where he lived and stuff. He so the the car went over as far as I understand so far on the opposite side. Somehow went over on the opposite side of the road, and collided with a truck, right? Uh, Sunday afternoon, Swedish time, when it when it happened. Uh, so I also saw some sources talking about how he was traveling very very fast, like 160. Um, it was 160 kilometers per hour or something like that, right? He was 75 years old. Uh, it's it's a strange case, right? A very strange case. Um, people were wondering how they, it's one of the safest stretches apparently that they do have, and they have these, you know, wire roads. I know some of them are not too great or whatever, uh, but there are a lot of people having questions of how the car would have ended up on the other road, side of the road. And some people, of course, are speculating they were either pushed over, maybe someone were following them, m- maybe someone was, uh, 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 you know, ha- had an issue or something like that. But check this out, too. This is a, his, one of his last art installations. Uh, was him simulating a car uh, crash? By the way, <laughs> look at this. There, I mean, he's kind of a wacky guy, he did different things, right? Um, it's like a slow motion uh, thing or something. I have actually not seen it. He's being filmed here in, a, in an artwork which is like mimicking a, ca- a car crash. Uh, the artwork, I guess, was called Crash, too. <clears throat> hmm. Anyway, I'm, re- I'm reading the it's a Swedish subtitles here at the same time. Uh, it is kind of odd, though. Um, it's almost like there's something else to, going on here, right? But uh, anyway, so that's one of his... Look at this weird thing. He's like... He was like a wacky guy. He did all kinds of weird things. B- boomer. Um, so I guess it happened. This little uh, this little collision and crash. But anyway, the point why I'm also bringing this up, of course, is, you know, I, I, you know I've talked about... You know, he was a... a, a, a he was complaining on the Islamification of Sweden. He was talking about, you know, he very much free speech guy. He saw it as, a, you know, our tradition in Sweden, we should be able to, you know, talk shit about Muhammad if we want to and stuff like that. And he wasn't really, you know, doing it just to antagonize. I didn't see that either at the same time. He was, you know, but, you know, basically what happened is a bunch of Arabs were, of course, dancing on his grave and stuff, right? The people did screenshots the other day. How they're celebrating this, and how great it was! Finally, he's dead, and this—you de- know—he deserves—he deserved all this and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, comment said, "I'm very happy with the with his death of this man because during his lifetime he committed heinous acts of dishonoring our Prophet Muhammad. I pray to God to make him feel uh, like he, uh, make him feel like he's in hell in the hereafter. Anyone who criticizes the uh, something something about the Prophet will die in to- in, in torture and disgrace." um so that's to to be expected and that's why some people had some theories you know they if there's a fatwa on this guy and had police protection for 15 years well maybe someone and as far as i know there's no surveillance camera on this stretch right so we don't have any we don't have any answers so far of what actually happened uh to the car was it pushed over these uh, these people have a long uh, uh you know grudge timeline they they for decades they they hang on to things and if they can get to a guy uh, they will get to a guy, and of course, with increased Islamification and the growing Muslim population in Sweden, not a big surprise that they would do something like this. So, uh, here someone tweeted out: Here's a <clears throat> here's a photo of uh, Sergels Torg in, in Stockholm, right? One of the central uh, kind of squares in, in Stockholm, and and what you see on the picture here are uh, Sweden's moderate Muslims uh, out protesting against the disgusting reaction of all the extremist Muslims that uh, were celebrating uh, Lars Vilks' death, right? So that's the that's the uh, that's the po- photo there of the uh, of the protest uh, against uh, against the extreme uh, Muslims uh, in Sweden. All right. Well, rest in peace, Lars Vilks. Uh, yeah, 2014, I interviewed him regarding some of the art projects and stuff like that that he was involved in. Um, let's do one story before we move into some of the COVID uh, segment here too. Check this out. Um, and we'll follow up and we'll, we'll see if we get any more answers regarding the uh, death as well. But it, it has, uh, a lot of people have been very angry. I should say, by the way, I've monitored a lot of uh, sw- Swedish media and social media, some of the alt sites and stuff. Uh, just how a large segment of the population living in Sweden, the Muslim population, were gloating in this and celebrating this. There's some, a lot of uh, Swedes that did it too and, and made fun of him and they put his head on a dog and all that stuff, you know, dancing on his grave and like gloating in, in his death and stuff like that. Um, so it has w- woken up quite a bit of people and they're they're, they're realizing that these people are heartless uh, and uh, that we can't live with these people and uh, they need to go basically anyway next door here Democrats uh, have two of these spending bills the insane insane bills whatever you want to call them one is 1.7 trillion the other one is 3.5 one of them is the infrastructure bill the other was I can't even tell anymore what it was for some some, some bullshit, right but here's someone found that uh, in one of them, the 3.5 trillion one, which was, was passed by the House, uh, still it's uh, still it's still up for uh, the Congress needs to pass it too, right? So it hasn't passed just yet. They're scrambling right now to get the votes they need to pass it. And of course, if they do, this is insanity. They have to raise the the, the spending the ceiling, right, the debt ceiling, and all that stuff. But anyway, um, the 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 bill includes media mainstream media bailout to the tune of 1.3 billion dollars. A relatively unheard program, part of the 3.5 trillion spending bill, the uh, leftists that are pushing it would provide well more than one billion in bailout funds to media organization. Of course, big surprise, right? Welfare for writers buried at the back of the 2,465-page spending behemoth is the program by which democrats in congress want a federal government to subsidize journalism beginning on page 2 uh, 2326 section look at this, section 138517 of the bill provides a payroll tax credit for compensation of local news journalists the program would provide a credit of up to 50000 annually for each local news journalist and staff subsidizing half of wages in the first year and 30% for four years thereafter. This So they're, they're, they're socializing everything, right? This is what we have in Sweden. This is what they have in the UK, right? BBC, we have SVT and, and these other, you know, Sveriges Radio in Sweden, all these groups that are getting government money. Oh, in fact, that reminds me, the very uh, outlet, uh, Allkompis, by the way, that you see here, I forgot to mention that, good time to mention it, uh, Muslim you know, outlet, they're writing Arabic and all that stuff. Well, they get what we call presto. They get uh, uh, media government money, supports, basically, right? Uh, so they can publish this kind of uh, trash, and, uh, celebrating his death and stuff like that. But they get, we, the taxpayers, have to pay uh, this media uh, outlet, this Muslim, Swedish hostile Muslim outlet, uh, money each year, uh, so they can write their trash pieces like this. It's incredible, right? Yeah, so watch out, US, because these uh, they're, they're going to push the same bullshit on you that they have in many uh, so-called democratic socialist countries in Sweden—it's just pure commie bullshit. It's basically a way for to get the establishment press to feed out of the hand of the state and the government, and so you'll never see true uh, rebellion and critique and dissent from these media outlets uh, because they would uh, they would be slapped back in place right, right away. Okay, let's do the. Uh, last segment here on uh, COVID. We got to talk some more about uh, some of the uh, some of the situation, some of the news and updates. Uh, let's begin with this. Let me actually check entropy here before we move into this, though. This could be uh, good to do. Uh, let me see here. R and Jim says as late as F, but made it. Hail Red Ice. Thank you, uh, Jim says. Appreciate that. Very kind of you. Good to see you. Dradles uh, c- c- cedar cedar seed aider. <laughs> so I'm butchering that. Hail Henrik. Any updates on streaming on Telegram? Keep fighting, the good fight together. We uh, we will build our people up. Uh, thank you. No, I have uh, yet. Uh, I have got to put some time into. Um, uh, it's the audio. It's got to fig- I got to figure out the audio to patch, just the source audio from the stream output into uh, Telegram. I basically have to run it on a on a separate computer. Uh, I could patch out the mixer straight, but then I uh, would um, not have the because uh, it does happen sometimes. You want to. You Want to mute because you want to cough or you talk. If you have a you know guest or or you know we have Lone Eye studios stuff like that, you can mute and you can talk and coordinate on certain things. So I would lose that ability. So that's why I can't just patch it straight through the mixer, but but anyway, I'll I'll fix it. I'll sort sort that out. I do want to stream on, on uh, Telegram too, though. So uh, we'll get to that. Orange uh, Jim says, um, "F media bailout. Let them sink." Uh, Red Ice and ANC is uh, all you need anyway. Uh, that's right, uh, Ryan Dawson over there at ANC does good work. Thank you, Arne Jimses. appreciate that. So here's uh, Keith Olbermann coming to the conclusion that the only reason why the anti-vaxxers will not take the experimental mRNA jab uh, is because they are afraid. That's right, they're afraid. They're not, they're not man enough to get a needle shoved into their arm. Listen to, uh, listen to this lunatic here.
5: Time to stop coddling the people who won't get the shot. Booster shot, mission accomplished. And it is, it is time to stop coddling them, the ones who won't get the damn shot already. And our first step, you and I, is symbols, the language we use. We call these people vaccine hesitant. Vaccine skeptics, anti-vax. We say they're protesting mandates and passports. They're making a personal choice. They're waiting for more information. They're making a medical decision. Bullshit. They're afraid. They're afraid to get vaccinated. Stop feeding their egos about what they're doing. Stop legitimizing it. Vaccine hesitant, they're afraid. Vaccine skeptics, they're afraid. Anti-vax, they're afraid. They're protesting (laughs) mandates and passports. They're afraid. They're making a personal choice. They're afraid. They're waiting for more information. Afraid. They're making a medical decision to be afraid. Afraid, the snowflakes are afraid. Oh no! Don't afraid call me! Don't call me a snowflake, Keith! Please. Vaccine. Afraid of being proved wrong. Afraid of doing what anybody else in the world tells them to do. Afraid of needles.
2: Yeah, that's it. That's it, so Keith. You got no it. You unlocked the secret. You caught us. going on
5: here? <laughs> apart from the people who have legitimate medical complications about vaccines we have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot
2: but we Keith start- you, don't you hate us anyway Keith don't you don't you want us to die isn't that what the the, the thing is those who you politically disagree with you want those people to die why are you concerned posting wait are, are they really so dumb this guy he thinks that he w- this would like i'm going to I'm gonna prove him. I'm not afraid. I'm gonna prove Keith wrong right now. i I'll go get my fourth booster. Is that or is it? Uh, I don't know. It's just. I mean, he. This guy's. He's a. He's insane. This guy. That's all he does now. He just does. Just screams at the camera. That's all he does. It's, it looks like he has some money still, though. He's still at the, the top there of what is that? Is that uh, Central Park in the background right there? He has one of his uh, cush apartments right there in New, New York City. He did his uh, job well, was at MSNBC. He worked for many years, right? He probably has to. He has a few millions in the bank still, this guy, right? By calling
5: them what they are. They are all snowflakes and cowards. Oh, no. I'm so and hurt, Keith. And losers. And most <laughs> importantly, they are afraid.
2: Great video, Keith. <clears throat> all right. Well, I mean. You know, uh, I I think there could be some more. I think there could be some other issues here at play. I think it could be a little bit more uh, than the people are simply afraid. I think I could. I think call me crazy, but I think it has something to do with the fact that this is nothing to do with what's called a traditional vaccine. Maybe that even even I'm not a big fan of that because I don't like the adjuvants. But at, at least that would be somewhat uh, somewhat understandable as opposed to an experimental new technology where uh, we're limited in studies. Uh, And the uh, data, well, it's too early to tell, but uh, it doesn't look good for the, uh, for the, uh, for the vaxxed. Let me, let me tell you. So let's look at one of the stories, for example, Ontario doctor resigns over forced vaccine says 80% of ER patients with mysterious issues have had both shots. Dr. Roshan Killan asked a hospital system CEO some tough questions about unethical behavior, and he deferred to the government. Um, yeah, so this uh, nurse resigned as an emergency room and family practice physician due to her concerns at the Ontario Health System in Canada and Grey Bruce Health Services crossed ethical lines through the pandemic. In virtual meetings that included um, their CEO there, Gary Sims, and other staff members, Dr. Killen asked Sims a series of questions about what she believes is unethical behavior on behalf of the Ontario health system at all levels. Sims appeared to be unprepared for difficult questions. Big surprise. Pertaining to the ongoing rollout of vaccination mandates and vaccine segregation restrictions the Ontario health system is championing. Killen estimates that 80% of the patients that she saw in the ER during the past month who had inexplicable symptoms were double-vaxxed. And so she goes on. I don't think they have the link to or the actual clip of her talking about it, but this could have something to do with it, right? Like, basically, there's some pretty funky things that are happening here, right? Um, Here's Trudeau talking about... um, uh, and he's, of course, going to remain in government now. Of course, he was totally legitimately elected and, and everyone still wanted Trudeau. There was no push, big, big pushback in Canada against him. There's no campaign you know, to get him out or anything like that. Uh, he announced that he will place all federal employees on unpaid leave until they have been injected with the experimental mRNA COVID vaccine. And they must declare their full vaccination status through an online portal by October 29th. Christian
9: uh, has outlined what the mandatory vaccination that's in place immediately for federal employees will look like. The bottom line, proof of vaccination will be required by no later than the end of this month for all federal employees. And by mid-November, enforcement measures in place will make sure that everyone is vaccinated. This is about keeping people safe on the job and in their communities. And the same goes for the second commitment we made, mandatory vaccination on travel. By the end of October, everyone 12 or older on a plane or train within Canada should be fully vaccinated. But by the end of November, if you're 12 or older and want to fly or take the train, you'll have to be fully vaccinated, as will staff. Testing will no longer be an option before boarding. Done the right thing and gotten Jeez. vaccinated, you deserve the freedom to be safe from COVID-19. You,
2: well, you're to have not your though. Get your kids
9: safe from COVID.
2: Yeah, to well, you're not. To the people things- are people who get vaxxed, They're literally bringing COVID home to their kids who cannot get the vax because they're a carrier of big viral loads, and they're also un- not. Some of them are not symptomatic, right? So they become factories for the spike protein. And so they spread it to others. <laughs> like, this is kind of obvious, right? But hey, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's keep listening to uh, Turdo here. Love.
9: And if you haven't gotten your shots yet, but want to travel this winter, let's be clear. There will only be a few extremely narrow exceptions, like a valid medical condition. For the vast, vast majority of people, the rules are very simple. To travel... You've got to be vaccinated.
2: There you go. There it is. These
9: travel measures, along with mandatory vaccination for federal employees, are some of the strongest in the world. Because when it comes to keeping you and your family safe, when it comes to avoiding lockdowns for everyone, this is no time for half measures. Already, we're delivering on the first of our vaccine commitments. And in the weeks to come, we'll get the job done. On a vaccine passport for international travel. Of course. We'll be there to foot the bill for provinces and territories that roll out proof of vaccination programs. And we'll introduce legislation to make it a criminal offense to threaten or harass healthcare workers.
2: And that's coming to you, by the way, Right, what he said right at the end there. I think there's a false flag coming at some point here against doctors or nurses. There was apparently one of these cases. Uh, we'll call, cover that in a bit here. I'm sure the, they have something up their sleeve to make sure that anti vaxxers are, are basically terrorists uh, and they're dangerous. They, they would just go out and murder people for no reason, right? Or target doctors or something. Um, this was kind of interesting, too. I, this was actually taken down. I'm watching, I'm showing the tweet here from Archive. I'm not sure why it was taken down or he'd limited his account or something um, out, of the, out of Australia. From the court filings in the New South Wales Supreme Court case on mandatory vaccination, the lead vaccine researchers driving all government policy in Australia received $65 in government grants covering 2020 to 2021. Grants of this size are unprecedented. And unfortunately, I can't click in on those screenshots uh, because this is on archive and I was trying to access the page on Twitter before we... Uh, Startup live here, and there was it was. I'm not sure if the person limited their account or if it was locked or something, but uh, so I couldn't click in on those. Um, but uh, apparently, down bottom right there is the uh, the 65 million dollar woman. What was his name again? Uh, Ke- uh, Karen McCarthy, I think it was, or something like that. Karen McCarthy, I, think, I forget who it was, but apparently she handles all these government grants in in Australia regarding the vax. It's almost like uh, it's almost like nothing like this has ever been seen before. Can you imagine that? In all these countries, we're finding things where there's like connections between uh, finance and government and health industries. And there's people having fingers in their pies. There's more money involved than ever. There's trails uh, years before the pandemic broke out that seems to indicate that they knew that something was coming. Right. We have a couple of clips on that in a moment. We'll show you that. Um, so it is interesting. But uh, going over to Sweden for a while and, of course, here to speak to um Keith Olbermann's point there too—that well, people are ju- people are afraid to get the needle. Um, Moderna, the Moderna COVID vaccine has been halted in Sweden and Denmark. Finally, can we get? Why? It's only for younger people. Why not for everybody? But regardless, it's been halted in Sweden and Denmark because it's leading to heart inflammation. Countries recommends Pfizer BioNTech shot as a replacement, which is like eh, I don't know about that. But again, it could have something to do. With Moderna being a much higher, uh, I guess it's a what is it, a milligram per milliliter or something like that, right? They dilute these vials and stuff like that. I know that Moderna was d- double, almost triple the strength uh, than uh, Pfizer, right? So that could that could be part of why Moderna has is an issue, right? But there's been contaminations in Moderna vials, Japan, two different. Uh, Prefectures, they, one region stopped it, one find magnetic particles, one finds some uh, weird contamination in it, like all these kinds of weird things, right? Sweden and Denmark decided to pause vaccinations with Moderna, COVID 19 shot for younger people because of potential side effects. The Swedish Health Authority Wednesday cited new data on the increasing risk of heart inflammation as a reason for the pause for those aged 30 and under. So you're saying heart inflammation won't be an issue if you're 31? <laughs> this is a. It, why is it? And you have to think about this. They're starting to vaccinate the entire population and then they stop it. And say, so, "Whoops. Oh, it turns out that we have all these heart issues that's happening with people. We, okay, we'll stop it then." Is is this how is this not criminal? How is this now how are people not outraged and pissed? How are people not being tried for crimes? Against humanity, crimes against treason, against uh, their, their countrymen, or something. You, the, the, those who are doing this, it's an admission that it doesn't work. It's an admission that it's something is dangerously wrong with this thing. Oh, we'll just po- we'll pause it. We'll investigate. Remember they did that when one, but what, but back when oh, was a blood clot issue. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll look into that too. But we'll, let's keep it going though. Let's just do all of this and then. But the, we'll if something happens, we'll stop it. We'll potentially injure you know, hundreds of millions of people that have taken these kinds of vaccines now. Denmark will stop giving the shot to those younger than 18. So Sweden, I guess, 30 and up, at least more sensible than Denmark. Denmark will just stop giving the shot to those younger than 18, so they will still go from 18 and up to 30, while at least Sweden... But again, what about the older people here? Is this Moderna shares fell as much as 5% in the early uh, early trading in New York? Oi oh, vey! What about the stock, though? The company didn't immediately respond to requests for comment. We are monitoring the situation closely. We're, moni- we're rolling this experiment out, but we're, we're monitoring this. We're just going to give potentially every kid in Sweden and Denmark heart issues for the rest of their lives. Myocarditis or inflammations of the heart, scar tissue on the heart, all these kinds of crazy shit. But, you know, we're, we're responsible and we're upstanding. Soon, if we detect something happening after we've injected millions of people, we'll stop, we'll stop it immediately. Of course we will. And then we'll start it up again when, when it's been cleared. If, oh, it doesn't seem to be an issue. <sighs> Both countries recommended the Pfizer's BioNTechs as a um, vaccine replacement. Sweden's public health watchdog said a new preliminary analysis from the Nordic region indicates that the connection between vaccination and heart inflammation is clearest with the Moderna shot. So it means it's not—it's it, it, also with the Pfizer one. Then I would assume, if it's clearest with them, that means there's, there are others one that are not as clear, but there's still an issue, especially after the second dose. The high risk comes within four weeks of vaccination, and usually in the first two weeks, it said. Yeah, because if you fall outside of the four week period, then you consider not fully vaxxed yet, right? Or actually, yeah, so you can get it. No, so no, this is one of those cases then. If you get the issue within two weeks of your second dose, you will be considered an, an, an anti vaxxer. If you had an issue, you were an unvaccinated anti vaxxer if, if it hasn't gone four weeks after the second shot. Those who have been vaccinated recently with the first or second dose of the Moderna vaccine shouldn't worry. Of course, no, of course not. It's all fine. The risk is very, it's very small. <sighs> Fucking people. Denmark's National Board of Health indicated it has, hasn't seen any difference in side effects between the two vaccines. Both Moderna and Pfizer rely on messenger RNA technology to promote the immune reaction. On Monday, the European Medicines Agency authorized the use of an extra dose of Moderna shot for those with a severely weakened immune system. Yeah, those definitely need to have it. If you have a, if you have a weakened immune system, we definitely want to make sure that we give you extra issues with your heart. It's, it's, uh, it's fucking unbelievable. Incredible. I wish I had time to go through this, but I won't because we're past the two-hour mark already, and I don't want to be too long-winded. This is a great story. Basically, we don't know why Peter Dazak is still walking around. The point of the story here, some sub stack, origin story. Peter Dazak. Go through the stuff we've talked about over the years, uh, or last year, I should say, right? The Eco Health Alliance, the go between one institute, how they, you know, Fauci was part of this and stuff. But they do go into detail a little bit later in the article of how they're continuing this, right? They bring up the article that talked about the grant that they were trying to seek from DARPA to have this nanoparticle. Uh, aerosolized virus that just penetrates your skin and stuff right we talked about about the leaked uh, document here this is a screenshot of it uh, and but also how this is continuing how their work is is just they're walking around they're still doing this stuff basically the world that you live in right now is because of peter uh, peter dazak why well, is one of the main guys one of the reasons why everything is fucked up that we've seen over the last year it's peter dazak it's fauci uh, it's who is the other guy barrick that they talk about in this article and stuff like that I'll love to go through this in more detail when we have more time. I I spent too much time on the on the first few topics here, but this it's a good piece I recommend you recommend that you check it out. But to talk about foreknowledge, check out this clip here. This is kind of interesting too. A uh, 2019 uh so this is, you know, was the pandemic discussion really started early 2020. Uh there was ru- only rumors in in late 20 uh, late 2019. So this is a C SPAN clip here from 2019 not sure when maybe it's summer or spring or maybe it's autumn or something but very close proximity uh, to when the pandemic broke up when, when when whatever this thing is right When, whenever this showed up and they started talking about cases all over the world and stuff and they let it spread by not closing our borders etc we've been over this now um, it's a panel at the milken institute discussing some kind of universal flu vaccine that would be dramatically different than the current vaccine cultures in eggs and instead would be an mRNA-based one. Interesting. And of course, Anthony Fauci is part of the panel as well, uh, and he's talking about this untested kind of vaccine, mRNA vaccine, and it it would take probably at least a decade before we can roll something like that out. Well, how quickly things change. Look at this.
7: Why don't we blow the
9: system up? I mean, obviously, we can't just turn off the spigot on the system we have and then say, hey, everyone in the world should get this new vaccine we haven't given to anyone yet. But there must be some way that we grow vaccines mostly in eggs the way we did in 1947.
4: In order to make the transition from getting out of the tried and true egg growing, which we know gives us results that can be, you know, beneficial, I mean, we've done well with that, to something that has to be much better. Uh, You have to prove that this works, and then you've gotta go through all of the clinical trials, phase ones, phase twos, phase three, and then show that this particular product is gonna be good over a period of years. That alone, if it works perfectly, is gonna take a decade.
9: There might be a need <laughs> change or quick. even an urgent call for uh, an entity right. of excitement out there that's completely disruptive, that's not beholden to bureaucratic strings and processes.
4: So we really do have a problem of how the world perceives influenza and it's gonna be very difficult to change that unless you do it from within and say, I don't care what your perception is, We're going to address the problem in a disruptive way and in an iterative way, because you do need both.
9: But it is not too crazy to think that an outbreak of a novel avian virus could occur in in China somewhere. We could get the RNA sequence from that, beam it to a number of regional centers, if not local, if not even in your home at some point, and print those vaccines on a patch and self-administer.
2: There we go. Oh, I'll take a decade. We can't just turn off the spigot on these old vaccines, can not Well, oh, there you go. They actually did that. They just launched this new experimental technology. But you know, Fauci said it will take at least a decade. <sighs> these fucking people. These fucking, they're walking around. These people. It's unbelievable. Peter Dazak, Fauci. These people. It's it's incredible. Just lie before Congress. They just lie, lie, lie. We did. Oh, we did. We didn't do gain of function. None of that's happening. We didn't do any of that, Black Phillips says. Henrik, I know you're about to go into COVID, uh, but what is the general feeling of the vaccine in Sweden? Are normies hesitant, or are they uh, like NPCs here? The question is, I, I still don't know if you can trust all the data and stuff. But a lot of people are taking it. <clears throat> a lot of lot of normies are, are scared into submission. Uh, there is some healthy skepticism, but uh, if these numbers can be trusted, which I, you know, you always have to take everything with a grain of salt. They claimed that 64.2 percent are fully vaccinated, right? Which is pretty comparable to Norway, Denmark, and things like that. And you know, now they're celebrating in these. Oh well, you did good. You most of you obeyed basically. So now we're going to let you go back to normal for a little bit. But uh, we'll see what happens here, autumn and winter. You know my, if you're a regular viewer, you know my prediction on this, which is uh, basically it's going to be a, f- a shit show here going into. Uh, autumn and winter people are re-exposed people get sick again of different things and then their immune system is going to be compromised They might succumb to this or other things the vaccine issues are going to compound over time they're going to launch booster shots going to be massive issues i hope i'm wrong but that's what i think is going to happen and so this releasing of the measures that they've had in norway excuse me denmark and stuff uh seen as a as a reward that's that's going to only be very momentarily i think to be honest um, Arn Jimsis uh, for all the hard work. I'm not sure if I did that one or not, but thank you, uh, Arn Jimsis. I appreciate that. Very kind, of you. Virginian Drifter say the amount of total population in Denmark being vaccinated is deeply concerning, and it's same in Iceland. It's deeply concerning. I'm telling you, most of these like Nordic nations and Western European, that's where the percentages are, are the highest. This is literally like this is this campaign is for, is for white people. Look at the fully vaccinated rates in countries like India. It's 16. Po- I mean, good for them. Good for, for them to be smart enough to, to oppose this, right? But 16.7% or something like that too. And one of the reasons why they're defeating this in India is not only because they're handing out ivermectin and alternative cure measures and stuff which they claim doesn't work, which clearly works, but one of the reasons why, it's, why they don't have a, essentially a pandemic in many parts of India anymore is because you don't have a bunch of vaccinated people walking around spreading the virus, you don't have factories every other. You don't have sixty-four point two percent of the population being mRNA uh, spike protein factories walking around, shedding and giving it to everybody. Of course, it's going to continue. It's just this, the vaccine is the virus. <laughs> this is how it is. It's, I can't believe this is not a, a wider discussion. This is how it continues to perpetuate itself. Everyone's walking around giving it to everybody. It's like that uh, CNBC host, right? I was double-jabbed, but I gave it to my kids. So I get Yeah, but we got to protect everybody. But yeah, but you gave it to... Now you gave it to your kids. Now they're at risk because you were vaccinated. Um... Yeah, uh Virginia continues saying that I, I broke off too early. Uh the vaccination is totally a white weapon, yeah, weapon against white people, uh, and our a, a civil, let me say and our civil nature is working against us right now. Our civil nature, yeah, like our yeah, our high trust essentially, right? Our faith in institutions and our, you know, gullibility to a certain extent and and we'll see. I mean, I hope it's wrong, but that might be I might be paying off here for the global elite it's it's horrific i just I, you know i i don't want to be too alarmist too early and all that stuff but it's also hard not to like scream at the roofto- rooftops about this thing that this is basically like this is a this is a genocide this is this is a genocide this that's why I, I hope i'm wrong i hope this is not going to happen these people are going to be fine most 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 of our fellow european people are going to be fine it's not going to be an issue but i fear not i fear this is going to be an issue China placed massive order for PCR tests months before first official COVID case. It's almost like someone it's almost like someone new. Can you believe that? Months before the first official reports of a novel coronavirus in Wuhan, China, officials in the Hubei province placed a massive order for PCR tests, according to Nikkei, citing a report from researchers, including former intelligence officers in the U.S., the U.K. and Australia. Records from a website aggregating public sector procurement contracts revealed that approximately 67.4 million Wuhan, or Wuhan, uh, which is about uh, 10.5 million at current rates, was spent... On a PCR test, a polymerase, uh, polymerase chain reaction test, starting in May 2019, nearly double the 2018 total. Interesting. Months, monthly procurement data shows a spike in orders in May, especially from CDC buyers and the People's Liberation Army, according to the report. <laughs> Nothing to see here. It's well, We don't believe in those crazy, wacky conspiracy theories. But somehow some, someone knew, Right. That's just crazy. Here's uh, Bill Gates at the World Economic Forum back in 2017 speaking about uh, dark winter pandemics, bioterrorism, and of course, mRNA vaccines.
7: An epidemic, either naturally caused or intentionally caused, is the most likely thing to cause, say, 10 million excess deaths. As we've seen various flu scares come along, we haven't had a, a super good response. So the paradigmatic examples are smallpox for an intentionally caused thing, that there was a simulation called Dark Winter that didn't come out very well, uh, i.e. smallpox scored one and humanity scored zero. Flu epidemics, where you know we always talk about the potential recurrence of a 1917-like uh, Spanish flu problem, And then Ebola. You're excited about the technology innovation that's
8: going on around this sort of RNA area. Can you talk us through where we're at, how optimistic you are that we can really accelerate the process of of, of getting a a vaccine developed?
7: Well, there's no licensed product using these technologies, so there's still, in terms of uh, immunogenicity, duration, uh, some questions to be answered. Uh, You know, there's early animal data that that shows real promise. Uh, And there's a lot of entities, government uh, entities, our foundation, and others, who've been working with uh, the pharma companies and new entrants like Moderna and CureVac and saying, okay, what types of diseases would this work for? So if the platform comes Mm -hmm. along, it will be a valuable tool for the ongoing infectious diseases, where we still have a gigantic burden, It'll be valuable for epidemics and uh, potentially uh, as a tool to to limit the effect of, of bioterrorism. So it's it's very exciting. You know, I think it's too bad in a way that we have had to have these.
2: I think we have uh, I think we have a bioterrorist on our hands here,
7: folks. Uh, <coughs> epidemics to get us to move. But you know, I'm going to the Munich Security Conference partly uh, so that people. You know, I, I, I think bioterrorism is this scary thing, but potentially if people understand that the investments against bioterrorism, against natural epidemics, and to improve our situation on the diseases that are out there, that you can get sort of a triple benefit uh, and not just vaccines.
2: Yeah, they all know. They all know. They all talk about it. They all knew what they wanted to do and all that stuff. And then it came along. Right. Here's uh, Robert Malone. We'll do two last stories here and then we'll uh, wrap up here for today. Would a bit uh, past overdue here. But um, Robert Malone says, I've warned about the prospect of the vaccinated acting as super spreaders due to showing fewer symptoms. And he links to a study here. University of Wisconsin-Madison and public health study indicates vaccinated people may spread Delta-based SARS-CoV-2 as much as the unvaccinated. I would say probably more so because if you haven't been infected, that's of course the best way to, what. well, unless you maybe caught it early on when there wasn't as bad mutated, uh, whatever, you develop antibodies and then you're protected, right? That would be an ideal situation, let's say. But as the variants get worse because the uh, vaccine be the driver, uh, you might now be getting really... Sick because of it, so you maybe want to not get it now. I, I, who knows? All of this is up in the air. But I'd say that the vaccinated are these are the carriers. They are the they are the spreaders right now of the vaccine, right of the uh, of the of the virus. They're the ones carrying around the people, giving it to other people, and they become sick and so forth, and they test positive and all that stuff. So it's it's crazy that this is not a, a wider discussion, right? Um, Lone Star Texans, says, good show, sir. Well, thank you. 07 to you, appreciate it. Um, last one. Let's end with this one. Uh, UK and Australia begins an ad campaign normalizing heart failure in young people. BBC cites risk of death associated with going for a run. That's right. So this is the new normal here. A movie called I Am Not Alone uh, that they're pitching to young people. you just having heart uh, heart issues, myocarditis, or whatever? Um, heart failure, heart attacks. It's just it's it's just part of the normal uh, routine right now. Nothing nothing has changed. Was nothing introduced that kind of altered this? Um, look at this little promo clip here.
10: It's Jem O'Reilly. At 16 years old, I was diagnosed with a heart condition, which means I have to be really careful with my health. Activities such as running could be dangerous, potentially causing sudden death for someone like me. And I am not alone.
6: They found out that I had an undiagnosed heart condition that could easily send my pulse to over 250 uh, beats per minute.
0: Finn's heart condition nearly killed him after going on a bike ride. He was going It's Jem O'Reilly.
6: Oh, and there it is. It At cuts off right there. She so has
2: a short I clip on dieting. that. I want to see that whole thing, <clears throat> but this is it's this is just incredible. I mean, it's so it is so criminal. I don't I don't even have the words for it what these people are doing to us. It, it is it is beyond anything I've ever seen before and people are need people are going to have to pay. The responsible are going to be punished. It's the only way out. The responsible are going to be punished. But the Aussie guy said, "Be be good, be united. Remember their names. the 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 people responsible are going to be punished. We should maybe we should play that again at the end here. It was a, it was a good clip here, but um, I played it in the beginning. <clears throat> yeah, we'll play that. Going out here, powerful clip. All right." Holy smokes! It's just where we've we've gone from clown world to, to demon world here over the last year. It's been uh, going from from a big joke to to a big nightmare uh, hellscape, basically. Right? Uh, all right. We'll end with this clip. I, I thank you all for tuning in today. Hope you enjoyed the show. We've gone over. Otherwise, I had a couple of other stories at the end, but we might save those for uh, Friday, uh, or we'll do something else with them later on. A lot of things happening and and, and developing, of course. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you guys uh, uh, maybe tomorrow. We have uh, the uh, equity video that I'm still trying to wrap up here with Lana. But, of course, we'll be back with Flashback Friday. As usual, Friday. Let me take this last entropy right here. Virginia Drifter says, uh, I appreciate everything you do, Henrik. Well, thank you. Your reasonable and level-headed takes are why I keep coming back. Thank you. Stay strong uh, all and never take the damn jab. That's right. Thank you, Virginia Drifter. I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, We do do our best here to try to keep you guys informed and uh, making the right decision. Okay, boys and girls, thank you so much again for joining us. Check out this last clip here. We'll see you guys uh, soon again. Thank you for joining us. Keep fighting. Don't give up, though. Uh, There's always an option. As long as we're around, there's always an option. There's always a way out of this. Here we go.
1: War for the world. And we, you and I, are on the front line. Be calm, be united, be brave, and be good.
2: Yeah, hodl that pure blood, ladies and gents. (laughs) Hodl that pure blood. Remember their names and who they are.
1: Remember their names. Remember what they did and what they did not do. We have been deceived by those whom we trusted. Slowly the truth has been revealed by the tireless efforts of a few, and this has been a most difficult task. No matter how many they send against us, they cannot defeat 25 million Australians who stand together as one. Be brave. Some of us might be hurt, and some of us might die. We must win this war with such moral authority that we are able to win the peace that follows. The guilty will be punished. We, the common people of Australia, are, and have always been, so much more than the elites. We are better than they are. We fight, not because we hate what is in front of us, but because we love what is behind us.